0: the black guy who tips podcast i listen because rod and
1: karen are hot Mm.
2: hey welcome to another episode of the black guy who tips podcast i'm your host rod and i'm joined as always by my co-host karen and we're live on a saturday ready to do some feedback find us everywhere you find podcasts the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is
3: my bad a
2: folding Mm. chair and the unofficial sport (laughs) is
3: but uh, i can see i corrected myself
2: yeah i didn't say it and bullet ball extreme i was fooled i was ready to keep going um all right you know what it is feedback show that means all the stuff y'all had to say we're going to talk about that stuff you know we talked a lot this week and you guys left comments and you voted in the polls i've remembered to do doing it for the gram um and uh you know emails voice y'all left a lot of voicemails so who knows how long this episode is going to be you know, y'all what the hell is like we talk. talking about? <laughs> y'all like to talk. Y'all like to leave multiple voicemails. No one just wraps it up in two minutes. You know what of, it is. Of course not. So we might be here for a while. Strap in. Okay, go ahead and get your... <laughs> get your breakfast if you're watching live. your lunch. Get your cleaning utensils out. Maybe it's time to, to do the kitchen and the bathroom. I don't know. Uh, but of course, you know, the first people we always like to shout out are the people that give us money for nothing. They just like what we do. And all they get for it is a shout out. You can find this on the Black Guy Hotel. Dot com. on the right hand side it says donate to the show and you could be like you know um, let me support the show in a one time donation a recurring donation for any amount we don't care Mm-mm. any denomination mm-hmm. you get the shout out yes
4: may I have your attention you are now listening to Charlotte's Own Rod and Karen you welcome the good folks who tithe to the black guy the tips today's a
2: new oh yes new salutations new donations april g corey the tickler tabitha m alexis h tanya s wonga from down under good day mate marlon b yes marlon b dotstreet j tiffany b uh, Shirley Wong Esquire please say to Esquire okay I seen her catching a flight she out here living her best life her best life right J Full uh, Palmetto Stone Magic Mr. Span of the uh, Mr. Span podcast Autumn W Jasmine J David C David from Brooklyn I believe and James C that's everybody thank you everybody for taking the time out to put a little something in our pockets we appreciate you <laughs> All right, let's talk about five-star reviews. Once again, I think I read it, but I'm not sure, so I'm reading this one again just in case. Five stars because Rod and Karen are hot. It's from Rose Re- Rebel, who says, I got five on it. I found the blackout tips. I search, oh, no, no, no. I did read this one. I remember now. Sorry. All right, go to the next one. <laughs> My Absolute Favorite Podcast by L Boogie 2064 um that's what the ballot gonna be 2064 lauren hill running for president come on 2064 uh i was introduced to rod by his appearances on the karen hunter show on sirius xm and i've been hooked ever since come on Uh, karen hunter yes Karen. I, i love kicking it over there i'll be on there on fridays foolishness fridays if you have sirius xm it's on the urban view channel um i believe they have an app you can listen through that I don't think you have to pay. I think there's like free trials and stuff. But uh, she also sometimes puts the clips up on YouTube. My mom will watch them. My friends will watch them. Sometimes people, you know, hit me up on social media or text me and be like, I heard you on Karen Hunter's show. So it's a pretty big deal. It's very fun. And uh, it's been awesome hanging out over there with her. So, yeah. Uh, I love Rod and Karen's even-handed opinions on each of the topics they discuss. Thank you, Elba. You try to keep it even-handed. Yes. Yay. You know, and I try to be aware when I'm not being even handed so that y'all don't think I'm lost my fucking mind when I'm like, nah, I'm just choosing to be unreasonable today. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, I'm in my feelings I'm
3: projecting. I let it yeah. be known because a lot of times when you start, you know, kind of
2: getting in those areas, uh uh sometimes logic is out the window. So it's like, hey, just letting you know. Yeah, I don't think we're doing that much different than any other podcast that gives their opinions except i think we do a pretty good job of being like these are just our feelings and we don't fucking know you know and i I don't have all the answers yeah and i hope that's enough for people you know a five-star review is a a four five-star pod this is from dizzy lizzie gal who says well now that i'm finally a part of the tim apple gang i can leave a review." shout out to Tim. oh shit now appreciate him tim apple gang Come to this pod for Rod and Karen's insightful takes on politics and culture. Also, their jokes on the same. Rod and Karen often have point of views that I hadn't even considered, and in this way, I feel they've made me a more thoughtful and critical thinker. Thank you. Plus, their segment songs are top-notch, best in the game. I've been a listener for several years now, and will keep listening for as long as they do the show. With love from Riverside, California, Dizzy Lizzy Gal, P.S. Sign up for their premium feed; it's is absolutely worth it. Thank Aww. you. Well, thank you! Yeah, I like to think, listen, our premium stuff can stand up to anybody's shit. We mm. this not bragging, really, it's Mm-mm. just facts.
3: Yep. And we it, have
2: more premium shows than people have regular shows. Yeah, we work hard, we're consistent, and uh the quality is top notch, and it's not like just any show that does what we do. Mm-mm. Uh quick review update. This is from Ola Chama who says Uh, been listening to Rod and Karen for at least 10 years now and they keep getting better and better love this podcast so much here's to many more years of success thank you oh thank you you know that's what we do we keep getting better and better and that's the goal you know every day you get a little bit better Um, And we appreciate everybody took the time out to, uh, you know, to to hit us up and and leave us those five-star reviews. It matters way more than y'all think. And uh, it makes our day. It makes our week. And it shows that y'all appreciate us. And if you're listening, we have thousands of listeners. um, So I know if you're listening and you haven't left a review and you have, uh, you, you're able to get on the uh, apple podcast which you can also do through the internet you don't have to have the phone to do no, it no you don't all you gotta do is make an itunes account yeah give us that five star review because we love them yummy 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 we eat them up mm-hmm. all right let's go into the comments on the episodes mm-hmm. was called Sunburst. I like that. I thing. like that a lot. Uh all right. So the first one was our feedback show. It was called 2854 Immediately No. 12 episode. I mean 12 comments. Ooh, that's a lot of comments.
3: <laughs>
2: Appia says now I'm afraid of autocorrect. This time, it came up tomatillos. This was confusing but cute. But now I know that Europe's fate might be linked to the quality of my comments. I feel the responsibility to make it right. The fact that on my devices I have keyboards in three languages, German, English, and Polish, and switch between them is also a factor. I hope I build so much goodwill in the last years that a strange word will not immediately destroy it all. But who knows? After all, I'm a white ladybug autocorrect stop it i told you but hey it's a responsibility i will take on to save europe um uh, well the thing i would say apia is that um uh, I don't think our users, are our listeners, are the type of people to destroy a country. That's just Mm-mm. that's just my guess. We don't have. I don't think they have I don't a power. Think we up. have that kind of pull. Mm-mm. And if we did, it probably we probably would already start it on this country first. So. <laughs> well, where, where you would like this, y'all y'all would be lower on the list. Yeah. trust. y'all y'all. We got a ways to go before we make it to Germany. Abby also says thirty three percent of Spotify users are a lot. I guess they have money to burn. I forget yeah. what the poll was, but I guess yeah. So. Suave P says, I think the lyric in the white people news jingle that's throwing everyone off is, we might be problematic, a little bit glib, the sun's very hot on our fragile pink skin. And Ernest says, a little bit glib is the hanging in the child, child line of the WPN white people news jingle.
1: <laughs> hanging in the child line. Yeah, that is That's true. hilarious. That is
2: true. Uh, that's a good, great call, Ernest. Uh, Ernest also says, this is a response to your response to my response to episode 2851 during Black History Month. You're too smart for me, Rod. I was trying to get a little nerd off out of you on the main feed. I'm a premium subscriber, but I usually listen to the main show on Spotify, so I'm typically behind on the stuff behind the paywall. My bad. I need to get my life together. Uh, (laughs) I appreciate how this show challenges me to be my best. Thank you for the call in (laughs) and shout out to the chat room. Uh, I now see my emojis did not save with my comment, making some of the text in my previous comment seem disjointed. I apologize for any confusion this may cause. I appreciate your understanding at this time. No problem. I guess emojis don't roll over or on certain formats. Some, maybe it's a phone. I, I don't okay. know. Okay, I don't know. Sometimes it do, sometimes it don't. Right, because uh, I'm about to say sometimes it. we see them, sometimes we
3: don't. Yeah.
2: Anyway, uh, yeah, no hard feelings. Everything's Mm-mm. cool. Mm-hmm. You didn't say anything even without the emojis you didn't say anything that I was like oh what the fuck Mm-mm. uh <laughs> so like <laughs> Chad, uh, Swabby P says the Chadwick Boseman sketch is still hilarious, but check it, Rod. You got to do an update to the sketch because there's a new light skinned Chadwick out here taking all the legendary light, bright Negro roles. Kingsley ben Adair he played our good brother Malcolm in One Night in Miami. He plays, he's playing Bob Marley in One Love. I would not be surprised he plays Obama next if he hasn't done so already. Because if you look at him close enough, he low key got them Obama ears. Hell, he probably will play Will Smith smacking Chris Rock one day. Mark my Mar- watch out for this brother suave
3: You yeah, ever gotta watch out for him he, he gotta get his resume up though You gotta get his resume up yeah
2: see the key to this is that you can't um the the what made the chadwick bozeman joint so funny is that chadwick sound i was sound trying to sound like chadwick is black panther in every impression <laughs> um and that he was doing uh so much but uh, I don't know that I have a Kingsley Benadier like impression. That's right. So I, see that. I need to maybe watch more of his work mm-hmm. or whatever. Chad, like Chad with his Black Panther just sounded funny to me, but you know, I appreciate the update though. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna keep him on the list. Yeah, we got an eye out for him. Is he from here? Is he FBA? Uh, <laughs> all right, let me stop before I start some shit. Shoe Booty says, See, I knew in my heart of hearts you were talking about the rap in Teen Witch. That's right. I was talking about the rap and team, which I think we got it together between us in the chat room by the end, but she linked it The YouTube. Oh, shit. You probably won't be able to monetize this video, but whatever. Yeah. I'm king, and they know it. When I snap my fingers and the body says, sure, I'm hot, and you're not. Look at these white people, man. This is amazing. I'm hot, and you're not,
3: boy. This I'm hot. And you're not. This is definitely some '80s rapping going on here. oh this is beautiful. (laughs) If you want to hang with
2: me, I'll give it one shot. Top that. No, I'm not in the
0: mood. This
2: is also this is also a pure '80s type situation. Some person wrote in the script. There were three white guys hanging out in the middle of their neighborhood. They had to physically write with a boombox, and they were one of them was rapping to the beat in the boombox in the street. No one's around to be impressed. Mm-mm. It's not like they're doing it in a hood or a hip-hop environment. Mm, right. Like two white girls come down. In the fucking suburbs. Yeah, two white girls come down with bikes with baskets on it and tennis rackets and these motherfuckers are freestyling. Come on, They're in the cul set. They're gonna roll down there and end up in a circle somewhere. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. You can dream until you bring, but you will never talk
1: that <laughs>
2: Let's go back the other way. Not Negro the first around. <laughs> How to and, and and keep in mind, these are some street urchins in this environment. Because these women said, "Let me turn around." Okay, oh, shit, top that. They said, "Let me turn around." Okay, there's uh, there are some ne'er do wells down the street, and uh, we <laughs> no. We, <laughs> I'm from a trust fund. What is this? If we don't want to deal with these rap scallions, we better get <laughs> back to the tennis court. <laughs> we better get away right from these thugs.
4: Just go up and talk to him. Are you kidding? I'm so embarrassed. Look at how funky he is. This
2: is this is the key. This is funk. They
3: in, all, all beat
2: all stiff. This is hilarious. Yeah, None of them got suspenders. He got Nikes on. I mean, this is a... Uh, oh shit now. Okay, this is a hunk right here. Wow. I will never be hip. I'm hot, and you're not But if you want to hang with me, I'll give it one shot Top that, top that Here come the witchcraft Top that Now she about to put a spell on her friend To make her be able to rap
3: Impersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go top that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face, I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. Top that. Well, stop that. I don't really give up about trying to top
2: that. Top A lot of people don't know this. This is the inspiration for battle rap. Uh when <laughs> Whenever y'all watch the battle rap leagues and stuff on YouTube, that started here. The, until then, black people weren't doing this. This is the first ever battle rap caught on TV. that. Stop that. I wish you finally take a real look and really stop that. Also, why is she dissing him? You know, like, she, she's very <laughs> aggressive. She didn't try to do a duet. She said, I'm going to... Come on through, show the blades. You a waste of a pretty face. <laughs> now, let me hit you with this bass.
3: What's this? Stop that. But yeah. Stop that. I don't really give a about trying to stop
2: Also appreciate there's no cursing in any of these r- raps.
3: It isn't. This
2: is clean as shit. She's like, I don't really give a um. Uh, hmm. <laughs> we, because this is for teens, right? Mm. Too many motherfuckers ucking with my ish. Yes, that's my jam. <laughs> Too many motherfuckers oh man we are losing recipes
3: yes we are okay. that's hilarious that shit i've never seen that before probably because i don't
2: think i've ever seen team witch what Mm-mm. i used to watch this shit religiously if i did it's this been my years scene. ago they came around that corner i said here we go <laughs> it's on <laughs> it's on <laughs> i need to go back and watch some of this old shit i didn't see
3: <laughs> as
1: a kid i
2: was oh i was i was huge into this i was like this shit used to come on hbo like Every afternoon I'd be right up next to the TV, like <laughs> supersonic idiotic <laughs> come on. Cause it came out of nowhere too. That's was even
3: the best part about it. And like you say, uh somebody had to rap three white dudes or three dudes dancing. They had to like literally write this whole thing, her walking up and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. that's
2: hilarious. This man was rapping like the same voice you hear in kids toy commercials
3: come on what what is that uh uh they they was do they they did
2: the kids bops before it was a kid bop that's what they did um <laughs> uh, all right brooklyn Shubay says thank you for the black history movie trailer. was still hilarious damn that nigga and everything lol laugh just as hard as the first time I've been having a rough couple of weeks, and I needed that smile slash laugh. Sorry your ad deal with Spotify is over because your ads were comedy gold, especially the disclaimer about not needing more podcasts about dates at the Cheesecake Factory and Marvel Fatigue. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad we could bring a smile to your face, especially if you're going through a rough couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we that's what we're that's what we here for. My, uh, Michael says... I love that Chadwick Boseman skit. I can't believe you made that all the way back in 2016. Time flies when you listen to a great podcast, I guess. Love you guys. Thank you, Aww. Michael. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. I didn't realize it's been that long either. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.L. Coven, or Jean-Louis Coven, as they say in France and Haiti. Uh the song you played on this episode before the email is the single best song on the whole, the Black Altist Library, with all due respect to all the other music. In fact, it is so good. I have imagined a scenario for when I it should play. Please indulge the man who catches the most strays per year with this quick setup. That's fair. You do. You do catch them on straights. It is the end of season two of my show about a comedian who is seeking John Wick esque vengeance on the people who killed his comedy special and career. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of John Wick, is John Louis? Yeah, John Louis. <laughs> I need a mic. Um season one <laughs> They killed my career. I will <laughs> kill them. They gonna they gonna run over uh his dog again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> cookie <laughs>
1: And
2: then he gonna take revenge.
3: <laughs>
2: no, they're gonna kill his career
3: and uh 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 Jail gonna go out there and, uh he gonna be digging and All when right. he pull up it's gonna be like a a mic. Yeah, so it's, it's
2: picking up his career he again. He gonna be retired, he's gonna be retired in Cleveland. And then <laughs> yeah, they going to kill, they going to kill Cookie and then he going to uh go to his garage and and get his microphone out and they'll be like, this He going to CK going to have to watch out. He's
3: back. What? Yes, scared everybody. JL Covane is back. Yes. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> and jail, it's going to be so over the top. It's going to be some stuff where your microphone is like a special microphone. So when you start like telling your jokes, all of a sudden, when people get cut, we're going to see like the cuts on their body from you just slicing them up. They're going to be like, oh, man, that was a deep cut. Oh, I can't wait! People gonna be
2: dropping dead on stage, and they ain't gonna know what happened. I'm here for it, jail. Show up without being on the lineup for the open mic, and and they'll be like, "What?" I keep people keep people keep asking me if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm half black. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um season one is the buildup of optimism with the finale being the soul crushing disappointment of having a whole special destroyed but it is not until late season two after hunting down all the low-level producers that the main character learns where the man who masterminded his whole downfall or the comedian is located miami or some warm tropical latin locale at the final at the final scene of season two builds as the final scene of season two builds we hear the aforementioned music start playing to see a plane landing but it can't be the main character because he's afraid of flying yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't we be watching a train hmm but when, then we see the large frame of the comedian walking from the plane into the warm evening of Miami to get his revenge yeah we gotta go with an over the shoulder shot
1: mm-hmm.
2: on that oh, getting off that walking <laughs> with no room on the plane there's no no headroom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he all crushed right <laughs> His, his knees in somebody's seat. His, his overhead in the overhead compartment is just a mic. It's not. It's not Nothing an actual else. bag. It's Mm-mm. just a microphone. It's just a mic. i like, sir, why is your mic so heavy? And then because
5: the it wait well, It has all my pain
2: on it. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to get his revenge and then the screen goes to credits as soon as the beat drops and then Max cancels the show before we can see what happens. Yeah, that's kind of what they do. So mm-hmm. We'll get to watch the first season on Netflix in perpetuity though because they will I, sell it. I, I, I would watch the hell out of it. You know what will happen? They would shelve the whole season as a tax write-off because that's JL's luck. Yes! And he it would like, never be released. TV on this podcast for for months. Like this is the best, most rewarding work I've ever done. I put my heart and soul people, into it. People, people are gonna finally, love it. People are finally listening to me. They are gonna recognize they, me. Everyone on the sta- everyone on the on the crew understands my vision. Yeah uh everybody can they only punch up jokes no no one has punched down a joke the entire 4 months of shooting this it's series be his best experience ever and I, ain't nobody going to see it i can't wait for y'all to see this and then tax write off Eve says after all this time chadwick bondsman uh chadwick boseman skit is still so funny i really miss him as an actor because i know he would have gotten his oscar by now what a talented brother very mm-hmm. i've been meaning to mention this for a while now but i just wanted to say i really love the long version of the fucker with black people intro because it's such a bop and we always get the added bonus of karen singing along i always get tickled when she stars Can you leave me alone? Just leave me alone. That's the best part. The song always softens the bullshit that follows. Yeah. Um, That's my jam. Felt Five is just so talented. Ain't he talented? uh, The songs he has sent us uh, are just, they're earworms. And um, I I, I implore you, if you have Spotify, to follow him on Spotify. Uh, He has albums on there, everything. And it's not just us. And, um... Some of the songs from the show are on there, like um the anthem for Black Capitalism is on there. um that brother is very talented and and like i I just I'll listen to his songs just to listen to him sometimes I have yes. to do with the show Mm-mm. but even when we do every time we've ever done an episode of Smacking Good, the song gets stuck in my head for days like don't it know so yeah he's amazing don't
3: kind. it do? and i like child I, I was like child if i ever get a cooking show that's gonna be the theme song and i'm gonna fight them on your behalf
2: baby like nope this is my jam and i don't want no other bop uh and then um comments on youtube uh Roderick, how did you and karen hunter meet this is from CHM 818 honestly man she followed me on twitter and I think I was following her back, but, you know, like, and I would see, like, people, you know, talk with her. I would see her, like, you know, tweet stuff. But if I'm being really honest, I didn't know how big a deal she was. I knew she had a serious XM show, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and I I knew some of the mutuals that had gone on there, and I figured it was a pretty serious show because, like, it would be um, Professor Corey... And Reese Cole, it would be people that I was like, oh, those motherfuckers. I mean, they funny or they they cool, but but like they they are serious. See, they have serious acumen. That's not right. they're not just talking shit and being funny like me. And so, um, I was just like, oh man, she must have like a cool lane over there. Mm-hmm. And like every once in a while, she'd say a joke on Twitter, and somebody would get mad about it. You know, you know that happens to everybody that makes jokes on Twitter. Oh my right. god, these niggas, y'all. Oh my god, but. Uh, <laughs> But and then you know it'd be like I oh, don't oh, I hate her or whatever and I was like uh, you know I for the most part I don't really make judgments off of that shit because I just feel like Twitter's a bad bad judgment of a bad place to judge people because you Correct. really don't know. Mm-mm. Um, so that was that was all the knowledge I had of her. And then like you know I was making my little jokes on Twitter and stuff, and I see maybe she would retweet or reply every once in a while. And uh, one time she DM'd me and was like, "Hey, would you like to come on my show?" And I was like, sure, you know, I'm, you know, I know it's a live serious XM show. Cause I knew enough. I knew that, like I knew mm-hmm. enough. I just had, had, you know, I didn't, I don't have Serious XM. So I, I didn't have a way to really hear it, you know, but I knew that that's what she did over there. And uh, so I hopped on, I want to say the first day I was there, like Lamont King was there. Dante Nero was there. I didn't know Lamont at the time although i heard about lamont um i know he had worked in he works a lot in the dc area and i know some people up there and dante Nero, i've known from keith and the girl for yeah. years and um and so i hopped on there and she's she said uh before we got started she's like all right now just you gotta be funny okay because this is live <laughs> you gotta taking be funny. a chance you know, because she didn't really, I don't think she really knew, like, the podcast, really. Right. And she didn't know much about how we did the podcast and um, necessarily not not that much about me. And I just asked her, like, hey, so what are the rules on your show? She's right. like, you could do anything no rules. I said, nah, it's always some rules. Yes, Because cause I have rules on my podcast, I'm sure, even if I don't think about it, you know. And so I was like you sure and she was like well i don't say we don't say the n-word on here i said cool i i can swing that you know i say it all the time but i've worked in corporate america i'm I'm a professional i can turn it on and off i can turn all this shit on and off honestly yes sir but um so she's just like cool and you know i did it and she really liked the first episode and have me on for however long i was on with her and um you know she complimented me after and was like well, you know this went really good and we're going to have you back and you know uh i said cool you know absolutely just let me know when and honestly like almost every friday now you know i try to block out that time as best i can if i have nothing like pressing that i need to do right uh, just to be available, and almost uh, you know, every week now I get an email like, "Hey, you want to hop on?" From like, and you know, if they have guests and stuff, sometimes that's like three to four, three to five. But most of the time, they're like, however long you can stay, you can st- you you you're welcome to stay. And um, she's been nothing but gracious and professional and mm-hmm. funny. Oh, she's and, hilarious. Um, and she's so smart and informed. Mm-hmm. She knows so much shit. Like How is she, um. And at the same time, she still allows space to be silly and, um, uh, and, and she's still like, uh, inquisitive and, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, I adore her. She's so, it's, I always have a good time and I'm thankful because there's a lot of people that, that already knew me who are like, I can't believe you got on Karen Hunter. I listen to her every day. And there's a lot of people that are like, I never heard you before in my life. Uh, she put me on to you you know and um and and I and all that stuff is dope I've had people from high school hit me up to be like what you on Karen Hunter? My mom you know people like I I saw you on YouTube you was on Karen Hunter show so yeah man um, that's how we met was literally just straight up through uh social media um and I would just say and this is one of the reasons I think You should be mindful of social media, how you're using it, what you're using it for. Yes, sir. Because if you don't have a goal or a purpose or you just out there saying shit, um, maybe you luck into something like that. But I think a lot of times people just picking up on your vibes. And if my vibe would have been, I say a bunch of ignorant, offensive shit, or I'm trying to be edgy, or I'm just aggro all the time and mad at people people don't want to be around that shit, you know what I mean? So like, you know, keep it real, but be mindful that anyone could be watching at any time. And I've gotten a lot of opportunities through social media, um, even writing for game theory while Bo Manny is the homie. And I'm sure, you know, um, what, like they were looking for new voices and he said it was someone else that suggested me, like they were like, what about this Rodimus prime guy on Twitter? And, and Bo's like, yeah, that's the homie. like, we can ask them to submit, you know. So, a lot of stuff you just have to be mindful of. It. Does, I'm still funny and I still do what I want and all that shit, but I just try to be mindful of, you know, how you treat people and stuff. AJ says at fifty one ten, what song is that? And do you ever go meow 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 to the beat? Maybe it's just me, but I hear a cat meow and now that the song comes on. So I wonder if this is the song jl was talking about i'm gonna skip forward his money i don't know if that's the same one but uh i don't i don't remember the name of that one i'll try to do a better job of saying the name when i play them but because i can't remember them all we have so many beats at this point mm-hmm. um and i try to do justice by dj jaffa infrared crypto uh psycho music my brother uh bro bro cooked that up and 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 not just rely on like one or two of their beats i try to switch it up so y'all get to hear a selection of everybody's shit right yeah um so i don't remember i'm sorry anyway um the poll had you heard the black history month trailer before yes and no 34 Wow, only thirty six percent say yes. Meaning that was new to sixty four percent of y'all. I can see that. Yeah, which I've been mean, doing it for so long. Right. Yeah, which means like that's with four years ago, y'all. You know, may or may not have been listening to the show like that. Um. Or shit, 2016, eight years ago. Right. Wow, that's a long right. Um, twenty six percent on Spotify. Meaning even even less people had heard it before 70 basically 75 percent of the people on spotify that's first time hearing it uh the q a affirmational confirmational aspirational and inspirational uh, terry t says that's how i feel when listening to the show okay oh roland says you don't need it to be easy you just need it to be possible i hear you buddy Lee says, as an introvert, I've loved a man and still cheated on him. Also, a lot of men out here use women they're sleeping with as a STD test. If she clean, then I'm clean. That is true. They do that bullshit. Oh, no. Yeah, it was a dude I was considering Don't putting. not get a regular test. Sorry. It was a dude I was considering putting on the coon list. I still might. I mean, I got I 12 days to go, days. guys. I got like 13 days to fill. And uh, I'm, I'm trying not to do too many retreads, but, I mean, come on. Some of these motherfuckers is, is, they retreading. Anyway, um, this one dude named King Face, who's a rapper, well, rest in peace, was a a MAGA black rapper. Mm -hmm. And the word on the street is that he died of an STD uh, that people think is HIV. And he was like anti COVID, very pro, anti uh, vaccine, extremely pro Trump, conspiratorial, spreading misinformation and all this shit. And um after he passed, he wanted everything secret about his health and how he died and stuff. And the MAGA crowd was like mourning him but not saying what, what happened. Right. And then a girlfriend of his uh was like, This motherfucker gave me HIV and he wouldn't get tested. And she was like went into detail on her Instagram live, Ooh. posted threads about it. Wow. Um And so, yeah, what I was saying is like, he, she, he, whether he knew or didn't know, she found out because she got that test. She got tested, right? And he refused to get tested. So, you're right. Men will use women as the like, you get tested and I'll see if I got something, which is fucking insane. Right. Especially if you're, you know, not together. Like, like someone's cheating. Some you never know, you know, but a motherfucker like that i would definitely get tested this nigga don't even want to take a covid test i'm absolutely i gotta get everything tested up in here
3: correct right and, and and it's one of those things where people go through different you know things in life and particularly if you if if you out here going whole is life
2: yes get tested ain't nothing wrong with that m nicole says yes indeed q uh Quee says or key probably key chadwick was capturing black historical movies like Infinity Stones. I forgot how funny that was. Black history. Alicia says, I love the black history movie trailer. I always imagine Cat- Chad would dress as each person. As you go through the lineup in the final black history quote, he's dressed as Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coach Malik Bailey says, you're right, Rod. Comedy and entertainment is so subjective. Me and my father used to crack up listening to the Jerky Boys crank calling people. But my friends weren't in- who weren't into it. Who cares, right? At the end of the day, dog, that's where I'm at my with my shit. Like, we're all we're all unreasonably asking for consensus on entertainment, and yes. it's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. And I recognize, you know, people are human, and and we're not machines and robot. Like, the, you know, sometimes people aren't even really expressing what they think they're expressing when they're like, "I don't like this thing" or "I do like that thing." But end of the day, man, I like what I like, and I feel very confident in the things I like. I think what what bothers some people is that uh there's a level of like superiority they want to have to their opinion so it's like i like i don't like this thing and you do like it and the thing is i'm a pretty thoughtful person if i like something i normally have thought about it i have reasons i like it you might not agree with the reasons that's fine but most people i notice in those type of conversations they back down because they just don't like conflict and they're like oh, God, you don't like a thing that I do like, and I'm sorry that I, you're right, I'm stupid. I, I, I don't even know. And I'm like, why would I lie to myself? I did like it, and I don't think I'm stupid. And I don't think you not liking it should should make me not like it. And I'm not looking for consensus and community With my opinion on what I like and don't like. Yeah, and I think that's why you bump
3: head with a lot of people because a lot of there people out there they like that they like my opinion is they don't say it but they their vibe is my opinion is the only opinion and if you don't agree with my opinion you either got to back let you know lay down and get down and everybody don't function like that and I'm to the point where I like what I like period and you ain't got to like what I like but also I do not have to defend what I like because it's not the shit that you like. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay that we all do not have to agree on the same thing. We are different people, different personalities, come from different backgrounds, have different senses of humor. I like all, like, me and Roger love fucking flat out of the Concords. A lot of people be like, them white boys ain't funny. It don't matter. They're fucking hilarious to us. And so, um, it's one of those things where I don't get into it with these people because I don't feel like I have to defend what I like, so fuck it. Yeah.
2: Um... All right, next episode is 2855 Sugar Ray Leonard. Appiah says, I learned my lesson. I'm sure Beyonce's new music is the best music that ever was created in the history of the world, even without having listened to it yet, 18 out of 10. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do. Mary says okay this is a shout out to the pre-live show jazz. y'all are missing out if you're not in the chat listen I'm an old woman from Los Angeles I don't know any young blues singers from South Carolina thank you Rod for playing that King George song I know it was a set the stage we could so we could probably celebrate the queen but I am obsessed thank you for turning me on to that joint this train gonna keep on rolling lol <laughs> oh
3: thank you and Roger puts uh he, I know he puts me on to a lot of music and some a lot of times put the chat room on to a lot of music, particularly a lot of current rappers and and all types of music, really. And so, you know, a lot of people come in, who this, who that? And they find all different types of music. It is really, really fun for those of you that are not on YouTube, but like on Crowdcast. For those of you that come to Crowdcast, you actually hear us kind of warming up and preparing for the show. And it is actually a really, really
2: uh good time in the chat room. Uh, yeah, I, I play a lot of... A lot of music beforehand, uh, but probably about 15 to 30 minutes uh, before we start the show. Mm-hmm. I hop in, play some music, uh, whatever I'm feeling like that day. Sometimes I'll just play an album if I'm in the mood for that. Like uh, I know I was in a Baidu mood for a few days mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, sometimes people get put on to stuff. And I listen to uh, stuff not, like, just sometimes a little off the beaten path. And sometimes it'll be a theme like, you know, okay, let me look up some black country music and see what's out there. Um, Because, uh, you know, to set the the stage for Beyonce. Um, But it also, I'm, some of those songs I'm hearing for the first time and I'm learning too. Mm -hmm. And and that's that's literally exactly how I become like more knowledgeable about artists and stuff is going on my Spotify and checking out different playlists or, Letting it suggest stuff to me. And it's I always go really through good. the, I always go through the, um, I always go through the like suggested for like new for you, new hip hop, da da da. Do they have
3: rising new artists or some, something like that?
2: Depends on, I mean, they have a lot of different lists. And okay. I, I click on, I'm the one who clicks on those things. A lot mm. of people don't. They go, they find the albums they already liked mm. and they just listen to them for the rest of their lives. Right. Which is fine. I mean, I do have my days of nostalgia, but. I, I like exploring and finding new stuff and, and really digging into someone's catalog and really being like, okay, I'm a fan of this person now. Or, you know, sometimes, I mean, I ain't gonna lie, sometimes it's a miss and you're like, I am not, I don't like this or whatever.
3: Right. It's, yeah, and it could be all over the place. Like somebody suggested on Twitter a song called Buckle Bunny and that shit bops. They was like, oh, you like that Beyonce? You gonna like this too. And I think it's a white girl, but child, that is my motherfucking new jam for right now.
2: It's a black woman. Oh, it is? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Adele is her name. Um, so I believe she's black, at least from every, the pictures I've seen. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you just got to get out there and try something new. Mm-hmm. Lay Love says, Karen is killing me this year with the off-the-cuff quips. First moving pictures, and now Sugar Ray Leonard tell telling Billy Ray Cyrus. I fucking screamed. They're not quips. That's just <laughs> they're, they're mistakes. Also, dr- <laughs> Jacar's on David Lucas that bootleg and bu- the bootlegging buck shuffling cracker barrel pancake eating shucking and jiving what the what's the matter we boss boss we sick looking ass nigga I hope the next racist white ass he chooses to bury his nose in is fully encrusted with diarrhea mm, I hear you <laughs> yeah I saw a clip going around where he went on Willie D's show and Willie D was asking him about that joke which I thought was crazy for a couple of reasons uh willie d is the dude from the ghetto boys but he also made that where the coons at where the coons at where they at where they at where they at and i think that song might got two three remixes at this point mm. um but i guess and and willie d was mad at scarface and stuff i mean i willie d ain't the kind of nigga you play with in mm. my opinion Mm-mm. and i think he went on that pot on willie d's podcast face to face and they had this moment of uh, being asked. When you're watching a comedian on stage, turn your emotional ears off. I'm there to dictate your emotions. I'm a dictator at that point. So if you take me serious, that's on you. I'm a comedian and I'm on the spectrum. Where's this coming from? I mean, he's been around because th- he saw he's through been Obama. around politicians for a long time. He saw through Obama. He saw through. Obama. What did Obama... So did- he didn't see through all those other damn presidents that he'd been padding pockets. But I'm saying... He ain't see through none of them, right? But y'all talking about cancel me. So if you cancel me, what y'all want me to do? Sell drugs? Rob and steal? And which one of those is doing more harm to our community? But you took
6: it a step further, and you said you would have shot that nigga. You've had a week or so to think about what you said... Do you still feel the same way as far as the joke upholding the joke and being defined and unapologetic about it?
2: So, now I will say this is kind of the same vibe of, like, capitalizing on the pandemonium to me. Like, um, Willie D, you know, saw a viral moment, and I think a lot of people this is kind of the shannon sharp effect this is the you know the podcast effect that we're going through right now instead of people being like i'm gonna admonish this shit it's like how do i get the views off of this shit and whether he's well-intentioned or not you brought this dude on that's essentially a coon to have a conversation as if y'all are intellectual equals and as if there's some merit to his point of view now maybe you do feel there's some merit and i didn't watch the thing so who knows what was said but just in that clip i i just saw a dude that's going to deflect talk about black on black violence and
3: everything but yeah not being on topic yes yeah
2: and just and then honestly the reason that david lucas goes on there is because in the crowds that he runs in and the people that support him there's nothing you don't get a bigger pat on the back than going into black people's face and saying the anti-blackness to their face right that's actually what the george floyd george floyd joke clip that was shared online that's actually what it's about i walk these black people because i'm not afraid of them i'm not afraid of telling them the white supremacist truth that i believe and that the white fans of mine believe and that the the comics that kill tony and that i kick it around with they believe all this shit so i'm not afraid to say this to black people and there's no bigger bonafide in those circles than doing that. I told them they go back there and to their circles and tell they're like, and I wasn't afraid. I told them, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't care that they, you're going to get these jokes and they create their own reality, regardless of what happens. And they act like they're heroes for it. So, uh, but yeah, that, that dude is, he's not back. He put out a quote unquote apology, but it wasn't a real apology. It was him basically saying, uh Stephen Jackson and the family of George Floyd, he's sorry that they were hurt by the joke, but he didn't sound like he was going to stop telling it mm. or like he regretted telling well, it or well, whatever. then you're not sincere. Don't even say nothing then. Don't yeah. waste people's time. Yeah. I mean, you know, keep fucking around. We'll see what happens. I know Stephen Jackson and them, you know, really take that shit personal. He was friends with George Floyd. So I don't know if they're ever going to run in the same circles to see each other in the streets, but, you know, good luck. Good luck to you all uh ramsey d jenkins says five stars billy ray cyrus aka sugar ray leonard took me all the way out not to mention the cowboy hats you both wore thank you shoe booty says beyonce gonna popularize this little cowboy emoji and i can't see the emoji but i imagine you put it on there Mm -hmm. and says so about beyonce and her country music song slash album i live in houston and there was all has always been a small segment of the black community that are country fans you see more of them during the houston rodeo every year dressed in their hats, boots, and jeans. You might remember a singer named Charlie Pride. The problem is that they used to only get black performers for the concerts during Black Heritage Day. It's usually been mainly R&B. Now they've switched to mainly hip-hop for a couple of nights. One year, they had Leon Bridges, who was somewhere between blues and country. Uh, there's another singer named Mickey Guyton, who would probably sell out, but they haven't had her here there. Maybe they will now. Anyway, my mm-hmm. point is, I think uh that i think beyonce songs will do well if only for the fact there's an existing underserved market for it yeah i think they'll do well for a myriad of reasons mainly she's beyonce and she'll bring her fans with her into wherever she goes um and it's beyonce so you got to get used to just the amount of opinions that we're gonna have to hear there's gonna be a lot of skepticism a lot of negativity um even from black people even from black women a lot of times because it's like they don't want to be looked at as like a sheep or whatever the fuck or you know or you got to be critical i got to be you know i got to keep my creds and all this shit but at the end of the day she makes music that brings communities together and i think um creating a space that uh well and she also does a lot of community in her work by which i mean and i always get so upset by this but but when you look at a beyonce album credits you see all those people yes and those people are people that are already professionals meaning when she does certain things she puts shines a light on people make sure they get their money and their credit which is which Is not something, uh, if y'all don't know much about the music industry, you can't take that for granted because there's a lot of these people where you see an album and they only got like a couple producers and a couple of this. And what that really means is everybody that worked on that album ain't get shit. Like they got a check and then they were told, you ain't getting credit, I'm taking the credit many producers do that many producers some of your favorite albums that seem like oh man dr dre made that and then you start looking into the background it's like this motherfucker this motherfucker and this motherfucker did not get the credit for the work they did on that shit and so she goes out of her way to make sure people get credit you don't hear a lot of stories about motherfuckers coming out of working with beyonce and being like yo she really fucked me over on that like and keep in mind she's prolific and works with a lot of people so you would hear these stories right mm-hmm. but you don't hear these stories about her and i'm and so what i'm saying is if she te- steps into another genre like when she made that kind of like blended afrobeat album and of course twitter and no name were trying to find some angle to hate on her because that's what they do she does she breathes these motherfuckers she bro she breathed wrong you know whatever but i man one of my favorite moments on twitter was when No Name and all these people were shitting on Beyoncé. You know, Beyoncé ain't going back and forth with these niggas, so mm-hmm. it's whatever. But the amount of actual artists that worked on the yes, project, like Black is King, paid. who didn't just say they got paid, though. They came out and said, she gave us the credit. She gave us the creative freedom. She shone a light on us to get us attention we weren't getting. Right. And we got paid. Like, Fuck you. Like, it wasn't a, like, don't do this in my name acting like you helping me and being like, she stole Afrobeats. No, she didn't. She came in. She respected us. She respected the genre. She respected our acumen. She treated us like professionals and in every single way. And fuck you. We don't want this type of help where you're grie- trying to make us victims or create a grievance that isn't there. And I've, I hope, my highest of hopes, we get that for black people that's been doing country music and all this stuff. We already saw on, um, on Texas Hold'em They were highlighting a woman from, uh, up the road in, in, in North Carolina who played the, I think either the fiddle or she played some instrument on that track. And I said, Mm. of course, Beyonce and them found her. Of course they did. That's what she do she's not like that's why i'm like people like is it even gonna be a country album yes one it's gonna be a country album because country is not the 80s shit the 70s shit that you think it is because no you know and i'm being fair because i i don't listen to a shit ton of country but the the amount that i have heard it don't sound like it used to sound anyway so you had like diplo come in and make fucking country music like a fucking dj like so there's no sacredness to to country anymore anyway it's very much like pop culture uh contemporary pop music crossover genre bending stuff rap has infiltrated country in many facets even if they're not doing a straight up rap just the culture of rap they're rapping country isn't just you know my dog got shot my, my wife left me it's a lot of like I got this truck, and we about to have a good time, and I got on... They just flex in a different way. I got on these type of boots and these Mm. type of jeans. And this type of hat, yes. So it's a different... It's not what you think anyway, and I think a lot of people will be introduced to or welcome back to the genre. And there are going to be some gatekeepers that don't like it. But honestly, fuck them. They don't like like shit anyway. And if I know anything about the Beehive, they come ready for a fight, so... (laughs) It's, it's regardless best, of if it's one day or not they, yeah. they come with their sword it's best to just leave everybody alone correct and, and everybody come in and i hope people treat it that way because i think she'll make a collaborative project with a lot of people over there that will welcome her and you know fuck the ones who don't uh but yeah uh hustle no flow says i listened to the comedian segment and it caught i was caught off guard i was caught wondering what was the actual right approach as an audience member? Is it better to heckle, boo, or walk out? Like, clearly the crowd was full of people that liked it, which is a room that I don't want to be in, but it feels like he gets his way. He gets to go viral, and you miss the rest of the comedians. What I want to see other comedians? I don't know if I could get back in the mood to laugh at other comedians after this guy sucked the fun out the room. Yeah, he also did another thing, too, of making the black people who stayed complicit because he was like, y'all ain't got a problem, right? Like, Right? Fuck them. You you good, though, right? You you gonna stay? I felt like he his purpose was to walk the black people in the room. Yeah, and also, it's personal preference, you
3: know, and it's one of those things where because one of the people that left was like, nigga, I come here all of the time. Like, you gonna be gone next week, and I'm still gonna be here. So, you know, for some of those people, they're like, hey, we come here kind of regardless of what the room is. And it's one of those things to where um... As an audience member, that's your right and your choice. And if you choose to stay and be like, well, I want to see somebody after him, I should have that right too. I shouldn't quote unquote be forced to leave unless I want to to leave and the thing is like I said it's a personal preference but you know because it's online and shit like that and you know when shit hit online people judge and bring their personal preferences and all that shit into the picture versus you know just le- allowing people to make their choices to leave and make their choices to stay but like you say because he purposely was like y'all cool cause y'all, y'all niggas didn't leave and it was like I'm not really cool with this but at the same time I shouldn't have to leave because you're being an ass
2: yeah, um, I, I, I think I personally would have left. Um, I probably wouldn't have said anything, but um, I think I would have left even if I knew, like, his goal is to walk me or whatever. I In that moment, I just don't want to be in a room of a guy who's not there to actually entertain me. He's, right. he's make, putting his foot in the ground and saying, I'm here for the white people to laugh at the black people and to laugh at the murder of George Floyd. and that's not that's not for me and i i wouldn't think twice about oh no this is gonna be viral he like so me having integrity makes his moment go viral okay right. like what and also like this is a big thing for me i'm not uh one of these motherfuckers that believe um you shouldn't give attention to somebody that wants attention a lot of times i I have to call play it by ear. But a lot of times I'll be your Huckleberry. Cause I'm like the attention you're getting from me. I don't feel like I'm like, I don't feel like I'm participating in uplifting you. You know, that's why I'm not knocking Willie D for having him on. I feel like it's mostly a waste of time, but I wouldn't knock him because I think you're exposing his ignorance. Now his group of people are going to uphold him no matter what he does. As long as he never gets up and says, actually black lives do matter and the murder of George Floyd was murder. Right. He unless he doesn't as long as he doesn't say that, they're gonna make excuses for whatever he does. Mm. That's why he likes those fans. Right. He doesn't have to be funny. It's right, the easiest it's job in the funny. world. You don't have to be funny. You just tell those white people what they wanna hear and they'll make sure you're protected and patted on the head like the good little boy that you wanna be. But when you wanna like uh expose that negativity you can and so i you know i wouldn't be like yeah you went viral for being a coon okay i don't feel bad that i was on the tape walking out uh the nigga that adapt him though that's weird um <laughs> and i don't eat it and also you know uh for me and roger you know we literally think
3: anything is funny all i was like well, nigga it wasn't funny there's no punchline. what's what's the goddamn well joke i don't here? think
2: anything is funny but i'll i'll anything
3: framed right I, I will try to
2: give people the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think, like, that shit, to me, that shit, it wasn't even that it just wasn't funny. It was, like, clearly designed to be funny to a certain type of person. I can see that. And that type of person, to me, is not laughing at the joke. They're laughing at the pain of black people. It's, it's totally different to me. And I will say the same thing about, because I, I think people draw that. When it's not their group, they don't care. Right. That, to me, is what Dave Chappelle does when he talks about trans people. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. I don't give a fuck how you try to spin it. and It's just a joke. Well, it didn't feel like just a joke when they were talking about George Floyd did it. So when he's talking about beating up trans women and, and punching gay women in the face and shit, I'm not sitting up there acting like, oh yeah, in this environment, ha ha ha. I'm like, that happens. Mm-hmm. What's so fucking funny about that? Correct. You know? So, yeah. I You know, and He'll keep pussyfooting around with that. I don't even know where that word comes from. but I mean, Me either. I know it has is a root Pussy somewhere. Willows? Is it stepping into I, the Pussy Willows? Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> he'll keep messing around with that shit. We old y'all. Uh, he'll keep messing around with that shit. And people gonna keep accepting it because the other stuff he says they think is funny or whatever. right? Um, and I'm a fan of his comedy. I think he's very funny. I think he can be extremely insightful and all that type. But that shit is whacked to me. And I'm... I would be less a I couldn't live with myself if I sat up here and pretended that shit wasn't whack. Um and he was clearly not skilled enough to bring the room back, especially when so many people made it seem like he wasn't really on the edge anyway. It just seems like such a terrible end to what was supposed to be a fun night out, and I'm not sure how I would have handled it that level of trolling in person, but I definitely wouldn't fist bump that punk on the way out.
3: Oh, somebody says it means walking lightly like cats cuz you know they call cats
2: pussy. Oh, okay. Pussies. Oh, okay mm-hmm. Cool. All right, I didn't know. I just Thank you. I said it and I was like Wait, what the fuck? Because I've heard that phrase since I've been a kid, so yes. I said it, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, dude, is it put putting your foot in a vagina? Is it... <laughs> like, where... Who came up with that? Why do we say that? I hope I wasn't saying some offensive shit while I was trying to just tell this motherfucker that it was being offensive. Anyway, Evie says... I may not be super knowledgeable about comedy, but I know about it enough. I know enough about it to know that comedy is ever evolving. If you just follow a trend, that shit eventually gets old. But I guess it just gets easier to some comedians to be edgelords than to actually hone their crafts. What makes that joke extra whack? Is that you know he never would have told it in a majority black crowd that coon minion is super corny for getting his your TikTok taken down and I know it was him because people like that can always dish it out but can't take it. Hope the ancestors gave him a bad case of jock itch on Black History Month. Well, shit, he's getting to go on Willie D's podcast now. But I would say, um, uh, I I think a lot of the I'm offensive comics to me are comics that gave up that's how you know the ones with the caution tape over their mouths on the cover of their albums and always oh everyone's gonna be so offended by this to me most of those jokes are never worth it um and even for people i do like their comedy you can tell when a person's like i would like to express an edgy thing to kind of tightrope with the audience and there's a skill level to it which is why comedians are drawn to it that's I don't give a fuck who the comedian is. You watch their special, they got a segment in there or something that makes everybody go, whoa, at least at first thought, like, whoa, 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 what's up with this premise? And then skillful comedians can walk you back, but still remain the protagonist, still get you on their side or come around to their point of view. Um, And so, yeah, I love that stuff if it's done well, but that is the hardest comedy to do, but it's also the easiest to give up and just be like, well, the point is to actually to make you offended, and I always, I never agree with that. I feel like the point is to bring the room back to some level of consensus, or you or it's not really a skill at that point. No, it's not. If I just walk into a room full of biggest and be like, we all hate X people, right? And they go, yeah, ha ha ha, I love this guy. Let's take a picture together. Greatest black guy I've ever seen. Well, I, that's not funny. To a man. rally, exactly. That's a great point. I love some country music. I grew up with classics like Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, and Garth Brooks. Uh, uh, I like some of the newer artists, but a lot of country sounds so poppy that I'm not sure if it's still actually country music. So, you know, people are only mad at B for making country music because they're racist and label her a cop hater. But the haters are going to just have to hate because the queen is taking over country, and I'm here for it. She's already taking over TikTok, with everyone choreographing new dance steps to her song. Yeah, they I see they trying to work it out over there. It's... I only seen one video that I really thought might catch on and that's cause you have to be able to repeat the dance the Mm -hmm. whole song Mm -hmm. cause if it's just you doing the motherfucking floss dance and shit it's like well Mm -mm. what people not doing they not changing the dance every three seconds for five minutes they you gotta get that kinda like here's our rotation yes. like a square dance or a line dance and you reset and you do it again yes i've only seen
3: one that was very good and and uh I, one i seen was two brothers it
2: was simple it was read i repeated it around the circle and it was on beat yeah so we'll see if it catches on and with b releasing country music i've been introduced to a lot of new black country artists that i'm loving it good for you and uh same uh let's see any comments on i know we got comments on youtube for this one okay oh yeah we got a lot professor lch says lololol hashtag country era uh alicia said because this is the one we wore the hats and stuff alicia says now we all know alicia voice ain't been the same since she stole that lady family Ooh. oh no oh it, is, it does say alicia nicole so maybe she related to nicole Oh Nick
3: shit! Now, nah. just saying.
2: Got some. You got some. You, you want to tell us, Nick you Y'all could be friends. I'm just saying. Pew 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 pew. Uh, says Tiffany. <laughs> Dostry says had to come to YouTube to see the hats. Yeehaw, honey, honey, honey. Says Karen is Barbara from Albert Elementary <laughs> saying Sugar Ray Leonard when you mean Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> is wild. Love y'all so much. Heart, heart Thank you, honey. I
3: didn't even think about that. That is what Barbara does. <laughs>
2: I think about it all the time. (laughs) Jay Houston says, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. And this episode was all I didn't know I needed. Thank you, Karen, for staying true to the assignment. That hat was committed. Uh, CHM818 says, this is the funniest introduction ever. And Turk Ross says, the thumbnail alone is prices. Also, Karen, please never change. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We appreciate y'all. We
1: do. Thank you.
2: Um, all right, before we go to the next couple episodes, let me play some music so that we can uh keep getting this uh money. Uh this one is called Resolute. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next episode uh 2856 post serious society we had four comments uh apia says i get the principle behind gender wars now the second one was really almost perfect i'm glad you get it mm-hmm. and that's the point of sticking around and listening because sometimes you don't always understand and you just listen you get the context and you'd be like oh that's what they mean uh shoe booty says monique being spoken for by her man in that video it reminds me of how pastor anton mans was speaking for and about natalia grace on that doc on hbo the curious case of natalia grace it's weird and territorial i never seen that but i heard about it
1: mm.
2: ramsey d Jinga says please tell me that Sidney hicks will make the coon countdown on tiktok no he won't mm. he won't the Coon tiktok if i just open it up to niggas i don't like i would have Way too much pushback, and, and, and also and he, people will start suggesting people, which they already do, that I don't agree with them. Right? Like, you might personally not like Oprah. I don't think she's a coon. Agreed. You know that. So it's just certain shit. I'm like, and eh, that's your personal list of coons. Leave me the fuck alone, and I don't want to get harassed for it. So I had to pick like people that I'm like this, like some of these, and also I'm only highlighting 29 people out of all the billions of black people on the planet. Um, you gotta be excellent. It can't be no like can't be mediocre to average. It can't be like, oh, this nigga fucking up Monique career. It gotta be like this nigga said black people should go back to slavery. Now that that that, that, that I'm willing to put that, on the list. That'll catch my eye. So y'all find some clips of Sydney saying that, let me know. E. V. E. says, I think when people go on a years long vendetta against someone like Monique against Tyler Perry and Oprah, they eventually tell on themselves. All these years she's been telling people that the production company just wanted her to promote Precious without any kind of compensation. And while that may technically be true, the way she framed it seemed like all expenses would be on her. But from her mouth, she said they offered her travel, boarding and all other expenses to promote. Yeah, even a free week in a hotel. And stay in a vacation in italy for an extra week maybe i'm ignoring ignorant on this but doesn't expenses include some kind of stipend or spending money maybe but i don't know but you're right in that a lot of times it includes a per diem but i don't it sounded like she wanted more money i i once again speculating and presuming i don't know and i'm sure she would say a different story but my guess is like her rate is higher than what she got paid. It's a great role. She got the $50,000 or whatever, $500,000 that she got for the role. Um, and I'm sure, you know, she could have done something else and made more money. But it was a passion project that had a script that she loved and all this stuff. And it was a star making turn for her. And, um, or or bigger, make her a bigger star. Let's just say that because I'm sure she would say she was already a star or something. But, mm-hmm. um, Maybe she just was like, that wasn't that much money, and I did all the like American promotion. I know it's becoming bigger than we thought, but I'm not gonna participate in this because I want more. Like all this for the fifty thousand or five hundred thousand, whatever. Maybe she just did that. Maybe that's it. Could be that simple, and it turned into it had to turn into something else because I think when Sydney's involved, it becomes like. A measure of blackness and black people and, and black business, and instead of it being about this is what we wanted and 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 we wanted something a little unorthodox, and they didn't, and they said no. Um, the other thing too that always gets left out this equation is that no matter how good you feel about Precious and the script and the and the producers and the studio, you still have no guarantee it's going to have to stay in power and the height and the acclaim that that movie ended up getting, meaning they probably did, when they started this journey, they weren't thinking like, and we'll be at the Cannes Film Festival, because this is going to be one of the X amount of movies that people go, this is a front runner for Oscars. I I absolutely can see how they were as surprised as she, and they thought it was a celebratory thing, like, girl, we all going to Cannes. We about to, like, this shit is really blowing up. You're doing it. And she was like, uh or sydney whoever was like not without some more money and they were like oh come on like everybody else is gonna be there this no one else gets this money it's basically two free for you two free weeks in italy and it's like nah fuck that i want my money and that's the only thing i'm willing to talk about and if i can't get my money then i'm going home fuck y'all and i can like i said from the whole time i've been thinking about this i've had to check myself and go back to, because I, I really do feel like I get charmed by Monique. I think she's, she
3: has a, she's a personality. Charismatic. That you in. She reminds yeah. me of so
2: many people. I know she's a black woman. Uh, I think she's cute. You know, I got a lot of like biases that lead me to just be like enthralled to where I'm like, yeah. And I, and, and I'm empathetic to a point where I'll be like, oh, I just want to fix this problem. I just want this to be better. But I have to stop and think sometimes when I'm like, wait, man. A lot of her stuff begins and ends with her. Mm -hmm. It's just when she gets what she wants, that means black women and black people got what they want. And that language has fooled me in the past where someone uses macro and micro and confuses things into like, no, 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 this isn't about me being blank. It's about all of us. And nah, it's boycott netflix for me i got my special everybody come back to netflix not boycott when it's the dave Chappelle trans controversy not boycott when it's you know anything else not like there's no other cause she's ever come out and told us to stand for or against Mm -mm -mm. every cause that she told us to stand for against begins and ends with what her and sydney want in that moment and i yeah i i can't unsee it now And I feel, you know, I feel like I was fooled a little bit by the Shannon Sharp thing. I feel like that's what that show is for. It's a place where people go vent and get only their side of the story out. But, yeah, now that I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, I I can agree that the business is fucked up. I can agree that um, some of these people ain't on the up and up. But some of the way you frame stuff, if you think about it, for anything more than just a few seconds, like wait actually that's not how that business is done Mm-mm. and you're fucking up other people's money and reputations and then going getting mad when they go this person's difficult to work with, and so yeah, I can't be just because I'm sympathetic to people feeling aggrieved doesn't mean I should be leaving excuses for them that I wouldn't make for the other people and unfortunately it was especially the stuff with her son that really brought me back to like, wait a minute. I remember this now. Mm -hmm. I remember some of the ways you've, you've framed things just to get what you want. And then the second you got what you wanted, you were out for all this. I love us for real and shit out at the cat. Williams went on club. Shay Shay. you could not count how many people had a story about how cat Williams helped them out. That yeah, be coming out to woodwork. It's been two, three weeks now. What? What's up? Where? Where everybody at? Like, I'm sure you got people that's done stand up or took a picture with her. But I mean, whether I was doing this and she helped me out, or if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have a career without it. Nah, I don't. I don't know that her stuff really stretches beyond what happens with her and Sydney and her career, which is fine. But don't try to bring me into it or, or make me a bad black person if I don't give a fuck um anyway um she said um like you said rod i can see both sides she clearly made it seem like they did her super dirty and my opinion the problem is that her husband shouldn't be her business manager i think monique would be much more successful she was if he was a better businessman but uh most of the people who have fallen out with her have cited sydney as a problem it's always some business shit i can't unsee it and mostly i just had an epiphany one day when I thought about how many times she's told that story about how she was a bad mom, a bad, immature woman. And Sydney came into her life and raised her and he's her daddy. And she wouldn't be shit without him. And I kept thinking as a husband, as a man, as a business partner with my wife, if she was talking like that in the interview, I would have to tell her, please stop. That is one. It's embarrassing Two, you already was somebody. So like if we got to go to therapy for you to believe in yourself, then we need to do that. Cause at no point, at no point should I be taking credit for your talent and your skills. Not saying don't give me credit for what I can do, but I ain't everything. If I leave tomorrow, you still got to be somebody Mm -hmm. that, that that ain't got shit to do with me at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, and, and our love has to be based on a healthy respect for each other. Not right. a I'm your daddy. Are you serious nigga? You will let somebody act like it. Yo, your, your spouse, your equal is your child. That's what they telling people. And you cool with that. That's like some, 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 some the Mac pimp shit. I don't know. Like, and I know there's some men that get down like that, but I don't respect any of those men either. So like, it, you know what I mean? When, <clears throat> I know that that some men's like I need a submissive, da da da. Cool. I don't kick it with those type of niggas because I think they're weird. I would like an equal nigga. I would like someone to come home to and we share thoughts and we both on the same plane. And some sometimes they disagree and sometimes they're right and sometimes you're wrong and sometimes they just want to do what they want to do and sometimes they like it. Who the fuck wants a child as a goddamn? Oh, anyway who wants a kid right it's crazy to me that you would sit there and let somebody say that and you you supposed to be daddy and you wouldn't go hey, hey, hey. Mm, no baby no 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 no. we don't need that we don't need that even if you felt that way secretly in your own relationship why the fuck would you let this person fuck their career up saying this over and over again because even the people that support her even the black women who've been taken in and go i'm on her side none of them like that daddy shit Mm -hmm. none of them and it ain't no sugar baby shit where it's like i call him daddy because he take care of everything that's not what she's saying she still make all the money has all the talent this isn't that so yeah i i i I don't know how people i mean people gonna justify anything because they think it's support but this is one of the reasons i said i don't Think of the internet as a place where real support can happen. Agreed. Because your investment in the people as a human being is not it's not physical enough. It's not real enough for y'all to re- for for the internet to really be a support system. In mass, yes. Because too much shit happens that in real life is nuanced and a conversation. Mm-hmm. But when you're on social media, it's all yes, Queen, as opposed to like like if my friend was like, hey, uh, I'm going out tonight and I'm fucking 37 people without a condom. Twitter might might clown the person, kill yourself. Or Twitter might be like, it's your right, it's your body, do what you want. You don't never know how they're going to respond. But the point being, they don't care about the end results. If, if telling you kill yourself and you kill yourself, they don't really give a fuck. Mm. If they tell you go do it and you and you go do it and you're nasty bitch, ha ha ha, just jokes. If they say don't do it, it doesn't necessarily come from a good place. It's more, you know, like... But if that was me, your friend, or whatever, you say, I'm about to do, hey, you okay?
3: Right. Is everything all right? What's happening? Why what's are you telling on? everybody this?
2: Right. Why? What's going on? Why, what's making you want to have this behavior? This ain't like you. How do I know it ain't like you unless I I know you? Personally, right. You know, it's stuff like that. So I can't even look at Twitter supporters support because they'll support you into the fucking grave. Yes, they, they will, will. They will support your career being fucked up just to, just to make sure that like, mm, I'm on your side well being on somebody's side sometime would be a real conversation of like this ain't gonna happen low-key one of the most fucked up things that happened in all of this was when steve harvey tried to help her and they should have had an inside conversation i blame steve for trying to make that tv you shouldn't have put it on t if that's really your friend you shouldn't even try to make that into entertainment and content because that conversation isn't a it's not a conversation that's going to make you or anyone look good. Right. It's only going to make both of y'all look bad to different groups of people. So you going, Monique, you got to like, let this go. Stop blaming all these people. You got to do the work, blah, blah. But now you're capitulating to white supremacy, coon ass nigga trying to stop a black woman, blah, blah, blah. So that you weren't served by that conversation at all. And then, she of course for the people that didn't like what she said she becomes a stubborn, angry, bitter, don't want to work, c- impossible to work with, that difficult person. Dog, how, who was helped by that conversation? Nobody. Nobody, cuz you're having fun of a room full of people that don't give a fuck. Right. But but if you had that conversation in the dressing room, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even not even if nobody changed the word they said to each other, I'd be like, "But I understand cuz y'all are friends." And it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great, but I relate to what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. You know, this happens all the time with inside conversations with black people. Black people talk about black-on-black crime all the time. Yes, sir. But I'm never going on CNN and arguing with some white person or with some other nigga about black-on-black crime in front of these white folks. I'm never going to do it because I know that conversation will not be served there. Mm -hmm. But if somebody came on a podcast and we talked about black-on-black crime i'm cool with that in this atmosphere of trust and intra-community conversations we could do that so like i just yeah i just think there's a lot of moving parts here but mostly i feel like um the support for her has driven it's 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 shown you what quote-unquote support looks like to the point where they think they're winning a fight against their son there are people being like she brought the receipts about her fucking son. Right. That's crazy. That is crazy. The receipts that this there's mostly 30 minutes of Sydney talking. Get out of here, man. Anyway. All right. Um no comments on the YouTube, the poll. Do you did you date people even before you made $50,000? Yes or no. Mhm i did too and you know what 87 percent of the audience did karen because that's crazy but it was great content (laughs) it's great it was a great podcast argument but that's crazy but the reality is
3: that's not realistic for a lot of people a lot of people have never made that much money
2: in their lifetime very good gender war segment but Mm -hmm. also part of the reason it was good is because that's crazy um And on Spotify, 84% did. 15% did not. And you got to count some of those no's are people that probably go, I haven't made $50,000 a year yet. Right. So, uh, I mean, some of those yeses, I'm sorry, are people that are like, I haven't made $50,000 a year yet. So, right. So, yeah, it's like, that, right. that's that's not... People don't all just make $50,000 a year. Mm-mm. Like I said, some people have been working for decades and and, and, yeah. and never reached that amount. None of my corporate jobs paid me $50,000 a year. Mm-mm. By the time I left, I was not making $50,000 a year. So maybe you throw some benefits in there and shit, you can get to 50000 But right. there wasn't no 50000 in my pocket every, not, not every with, year. Not with the straight pay, no uh let's see black history was the q a cleophis wicker wick sniffer the man who invented wick for candles died sniffing his own wick says olomny i don't know what that means uh Ah, that sounds dirty i don't know why mr span says met my wife and was dating her long before i was making 50k shrug yeah don't tell the podcast world toy says the Uh, the situation with monique and her husband definitely gives pimp and hoe you didn't want to say it but i will well, you are the expert, you know, about you work in the arena with uh, domestic violence and assault and um, abuse in a way that I don't. Right. Um, she says, you didn't want to say it, but I will. It has all the signs of exploitation that victims of assault fall prey to. Yeah, that's like I'm, I try not to throw around heavy words like that, especially because I don't know these people. But like on the outside looking in because they've made it our business, I feel a little more comfortable being like, well, this is what I think because y'all want to know what everybody thinks. You want everybody to join up with what the fuck y'all say. I don't know how you can differentiate what Sydney's doing from the tactics of isolation that people often use on people, where it's like you're now isolated from your family, your business contacts, your peers, in a way that keeps them from being able to comment on what you're going through and go, is everything really okay here? Because this does not look like it is beneficial for you. They become the enemy. They become, right. anti- they, they hate black women. They hate, you know, like they, nobody can say what you're doing is a bad look without being anti-black. That's crazy. Like it, the people got opinions. And, and keep in mind, they give opinions on other people all the time over there too. So like mm-hmm. why, why the opinions going to be one sided one way? I don't know. Creasy says, I'm not Lulu lemon. I'll call the police on your black ass care. That's a bar. <laughs> Masterclass Eleven says Octavia Spencer, not Octavia Butler, the sci-fi author. But I love it. My bad. I had a tank too.
6: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was me.
2: So sorry about that. Um, and the last episode of the week was Ruthless Beard, twenty eight fifty seven. Six comments uh swap p says now i'm not one to cape for the white man but with all the buzz going on with beyonce going country i couldn't help but wonder how's this different from when justin timberlake went back into the woods hear me out jt during the promo for the album put on the flannel b had on that woody from toy story hat at the grammys and then the dolly p platinum blonde hair at the super bowl jt is from memphis tennessee b is from houston texas so i can't help but wonder how's this different I'll be honest. I never understood the backlash JT got when he went into the woods, I guess, because I see artists <laughs> pivot all the time and I want, I consider it part of them being an artist. I just know JT somewhere looking at all this attention B is getting and punching the air right now. Help me make sense of this brother, Rod, sister to Am I a coon? Uh, I would say, yes, you are a coon for making this comparison, <laughs> but it's mostly because your analogy is off. Um, I would say that Justin Timberlake, one, first of all, Man in the Woods isn't really a folksy country album, which is interesting because I never really. The promotion for it was I'm going back to whiteness. Like, yeah. I bought these clothes at motherfucking J. Crew and American Eagle. <laughs> yeah. The Banana Republic. So I'm going back. I'm going to be a Banana Republican from now on out. <laughs> and I'm gone, right? And so I think the promotion threw people off i think the hardest thing to escape here is just that black women specifically were so upset with him over that um janet jackson shit Mm -hmm. he'll never be able to get right with black women no matter what he does for the rest of his life and so it was just another way of being like look at this white boy sellout motherfucker that pretended to be cool but never was so I think that's why he caught a lot of that backlash. Now, the difference is I don't think Beyonce going into country feels like her going back to whiteness or back to something that is not her. It feels like she's bringing her full self to another genre. Right. And so I don't think your analogy works in that way because you would need – like Post post Malone or – um. The going from White Iverson to White's only son with that motherfucking uh, uh, that motherfucking country outfit he has singing yes. America the Beautiful, that is closer to J T than this shit. I can see that, yes In my opinion, so I don't. I think I. So I, I just yeah. I just think the analogy is off. So I, yeah, I think you are you are cooning. <laughs> I got to, you know, you, you asked the question, I got to keep it real. I, I can't just pander to y'all and make y'all feel bad, I make y'all feel good about stuff. But, uh, you know. Coons
6: will be coons. What do you want me to say? <laughs>
3: That's hilarious. Uh,
2: I'm going to let you slide on that coon comment. Next comment, you get blocked. Sent into eternity. Uh, Appia says... But is that really a negative buzz? She will break all the records again, I'm sure. And people of all races will gladly give her their money. Today, I was with my kids at a hippie-ish farm where we hike with llamas and alpacas. The very white, granola-looking animal caretaker instructor asked us if we already heard the new Beyonce country song. It was great. People love Beyonce. Edit. Some might hesitate, but like with the Borgs, resistance is futile. If I was in charge of a radio station, no matter if it was death metal techno or classic german volks theme, i i would still play beyonce um so there's a couple things about what you said uh yes there is resistance cuz there's always resistance to beyonce and especially after um she just totally went like black
3: yeah she identified cuz before Particularly, a lot of white women was like, "We love her," and all of a sudden, it's like, "Oh no! How you? Why are you reminding us that you black?" And right. a lot of them got very angry because they was like, "We love you. We accept you as one of us. We ain't single it. You know, we ain't put a ring on it no more. We, I like my 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 negro with with you know my 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 man with negro noses."
2: And they was like, "Oh no!" And a lot of them got very angry. So here's OAN with former Dukes of Hazzard actor John Schneider talking about Beyonce fans pressuring a radio station to play her new song.
3: The lefties in the entertainment industry just won't leave any area alone, right? They just have to seize control over every aspect, don't they?
1: They've got to, uh, they've got to make their mark just like a dog in a, uh, in a dog walk park. You know, every dog has to mark Every tree, right? <laughs> so that's what's going on here. Uh, Shania and the other folks you talked about, what they did is they they were in country music and they went out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing. But people coming into country music have a because uh, I know a little something about country music, <laughs> and um, they they seem the yeah.
2: What make you think she don't? Well, hold on. There's other points that uh, I think. So number one, uh, he was fine with people leaving country music and branching out into other genres meaning it's okay when we do it when white people want to go be pop or folk or whatever they decide to make a change where they originate in the country and go somewhere else he didn't say they're going and pissing all over the park and marking trees and shit he didn't Mm -hmm. say that he didn't say that uh the subtle comparison of beyonce to uh uh, animal doesn't um you know that that that's i won't go too woke on y'all but come on um and then that's the resistance we're talking about so while i don't think that radio station necessarily intended to do anything racist or even be racist i don't i think that radio station thing the more i think about it i think no harm no foul because the algorithm was like we got to wait till the algorithm come up (laughs) yeah i'll get to that in a second but Mm -hmm. i i don't think it was a big deal the um and i think you know i The 100 or the 75 we were talking about is this feeling from whiteness that is expressed by John Schneider, former Dukes of Hazzard uh, actor and current actor on a Tyler Perry series. Like, so when he wanted to branch out and go into some black shit and get employed by Tyler Perry and be the love interest of a black woman, he ain't had no problems getting that check. No one said he was marking his territory. This just like he's an actor and he's deciding to do a different, like, role than he normally does. That's it. Right. This black woman says, I want to make a country country album. And all of a sudden she's pissing on the trees in the park of the white man. And so, yeah, it is resistance. We're not making it up. We're not, everyone's not on board. Every maybe the people you listen to, the people you respect will be like, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with it. And those people are cool, but there's a lot of people here in America that absolutely will have a problem. They won't get on board. And even with her sales and streams and all that stuff, just cause people listen to it. Don't mean everybody listening to it. There's right. people that hate everybody. If we spent a year on this podcast talking about the most popular, uh, woman, uh, act in the world which is taylor swift and how much of that was us being like a lot of negative shit being said about her yes over this last year or so like and if she ain't number one she number two but the point being most of the shit we talked about on the show was what i've deemed to be unreasonable criticism of her for just fucking existing yes and i think beyonce is very much in that same boat of there's a lot of unreasonable criticism of her just for being an artist like anybody the fuck else would be and they tell on themselves when they say shit like well if you want to go from country music out that's fine well what the fuck did that mean because you're going into something else when taylor swift made that pop album 1989 it's a great album but when she made that when she made that album she was leaving country and going into something else the folk music she makes now isn't really country she's going into something else he ain't going on OAN, OAN ain't mad, they ain't, well they, they won't play, they not doing that, they want, they, so yeah, I I, I do think it, it stands what we said, there is negative buzz, but you listen to the right people, you won't hear it, because we gonna be Uh, positive buzz Mm -hmm. Evie says what kind of egregious and triggering what's kind of egregious and triggering about Monique's responses to her son is that she let her daddy do most of the talking and the only thing she brought up in the first video is that Sidney can't be his daddy because he already has three sons yeah that is so weird cause you claim to be his daughter wife business partner and he got three sons too he raising a wife and a and three sons it's just man it's crazy over there and i i I would like i want off the ride uh mind you monique has two sons from previous relationships and sydney had one son from a previous relationship and they have two together as someone brought up by a man who isn't my bio dad but is my father in every sense of the word that would kind of hurt me to know this man I've known all my life doesn't consider me one of his. I guess he's no Russell Wilson, but still to claim his reason is because he knows Sharon's, father, Sharon's father's Shallons, father is stupid. The same father Monique herself labeled abusive in her book. I need these people to be so real, be for real. And then to bring up this young man's mental health. Uh, just wow. All those text messages did was prove Shalom's point. Money doesn't compensate for love and time. The more that's come out, the more it seems Monique would rather be right than have a relationship with her son. And that's just sad. I see her as a queen of the pick me. She let a man be a detriment to her career and her child. Yeah, I think also the sad thing too is like watching the third video. Uh, he said it would be his last, and I hope it is. But watching that video, it became apparent. And it's, I mean, it's obvious. He's still very, very hurt, even if he's trying to be like over it and find right. peace. He's very hurt. And their defense, rather than their like admission or empathy or understanding or even just saying, we will honor your wish and stop talking about you, they're going on the attack or the defense on their Instagram and treating him like a, a troll on the internet. I think that hurt him in a way that probably uh he could not let go unaddressed, even if to all of us we're like we either get people either get your point or they don't, and more than likely you're not gonna sway anybody by making more videos, and there's nothing else you can say that that will change it her mind or or the people that support her's mind, right, so I just felt sad for him because I'm like, I know how that feels when somebody keeps lying or saying something, and you want to correct the record but you, but you can't because they're not going to ever admit that they were foul for that shit in a way that it goes beyond just like a footnote of like whatever and um and it shows to me like why tyler perry and oprah and kevin hart probably never will respond and probably never should respond because at the end of the day she's and sydney are entrenched in we never do anything wrong, and you, everyone else always does something wrong. And right. um, you know, Lee Daniels aside, I feel like even the Lee Daniels thing could have just simply been she got what she wanted. He gave into the ransom, and so that's why she's using him to be like, "Hmm, see, I, I'm willing to forgive." It's like you're willing to forgive, you get some money and compensation yeah. and everything yeah. you want, but you're not yeah. really willing to to move on from this shit. You're gonna always. This will always be a thing you use against me.
3: Right. And it's also one of those things too. Yes, what you said is a true statement. She responded that way and she talks about him like she does because she got what he what she wants. But with people like that you cannot guarantee and you don't know what the time frame is on that. And so I could see the other people going, mm, no, I'm good. Like, you never burn me again. I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not going to talk about it because, like I've said, and I will continue to say this, yes, there was a time to fight. Don't get me wrong. But with this particular fight, you're going to look like a fool by yourself. I'm, I'm not jumping into this pointless fight with you. Because no matter what I say, no matter what I do, no matter what words I exchange, no matter if I'm valid in what I say or not, uh, don't say, it's not going to change public opinion. And public opinion doesn't, that doesn't fucking matter. What matters are real feelings, my feelings, your feelings. Like, like those are the things that matter, not the public in mass. And to them, it's just a fucking shit show and a mess and just, 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 just content and all that stuff. And if you're the type of person, I understand these people do content for a living. don't get me wrong. But uh, but no matter who you are, there is some shit you don't want online. Just period. Everything and every aspect and every moment of your life is not meant for public consumption and for everybody everywhere to consume all the time.
2: Yeah, I think once, um, once the shoe was on the other foot and you saw how she responded to being called out, or called up as she says and i that it did something to me it just did and i can't lie about i saw it and i said that that is so ugly claim when you claim what you want from all these other people is just an admission just uh just some just some level of empathy and 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 all this shit and we're still brothers and sisters and friends and that that didn't feel that way and that's your real family that's not some nigga that can help your career or hurt your career. That There's nothing to gain to me for you publicly winning this debate or whatever with your kid. It just, right. If you do that to them, who am <clears> I? I? Yeah. Yeah. If you can be unreasonable with them, then what are you leaving out of these other stories? But that's just me. Uh, they sure buried the lead on the OnlyFans story. When I saw it online, I thought they would put the wrong picture up because what did Rachel Dolezal have to do with it? Then I realized it was her. <laughs> what does she have to do with it? <clears throat> uh what that woman can't seem to stay out of the news how does she keep getting hired wasn't she embezzling funds i thought she was going to be a hair braider and now this that's how you know she's a white woman she keep landing on her feet <laughs> our tick chick says <laughs> with monique i've never begrudged her for advocating for the things she is owed i don't agree with the methods for two reasons one because she says extremely hurtful things that she doesn't mean two because she claims yeah and that's the thing and then we always see her get a pass on that because hey she's angry so it's okay to do those shit while you're angry. Two, because she claims she doesn't play the Hollywood games, but it doesn't She like it seems like she doesn't mind when other people play the game on her behalf. However, I completely disengaged after the whole thing with D.L. Hewley's daughter, and I typically dislike his content as well. Monique's video response, as well as her sharing those text messages, makes her public persona look worse. I hope their family can eventually come to some sort of resolution, because it's all very sad. Yeah, you really bring up something that I've thought for a while but uh I the black men in my life I that I know for the most part a lot of them have a certain level of reverence or I don't know respect respect they have a certain level of respect for D L Hughley that I don't necessarily have cuz some of the shit he said I found to be really bad and not well thought out and I don't like his race shit is normally okay but his woman shit is Terrible, and even some of his joke opinion stuff about what comedy is—it feels like excuse making from a guy that claims to be a pretty righteous guy or whatever. But it's it's fine. You don't have to agree with everybody. But what you made me think about is how Monique is the flip side of that coin, where people with integrity and values and ethics that typically are not with some of the stuff she would do, they excuse it because they respect her grievance and her being a black woman and some of the things she's dealt with. And I feel like my whole life has been spent kind of in the middle of that kind of shit where I understand where people are coming from. And I've had to fight for my own individuality to be like, I don't necessarily fuck with that either. I can have empathy for your DL Hewley's. I have empathy for the brothers that sympathize with DL Hewley. I don't really fuck with DL Hewley on a lot of stuff, man. It's just, he said some stuff that I'm just, I can't, to me, I can't imagine why he said that shit. And then, Monique, same thing. Like, I I understand the plight, but then sometimes I'm just like, but why would you do that? Um, Angela says Hey Rod and Karen I've recently become a B fan I've always liked the music here and there but starting with Lemonade and the Black is King project which the internet hated for some reason I slid on all the way over her intentionality study planning artistry and compassion which some Twitter warriors complain about she don't have no 9 to 5 she trying to make money off of people right yeah <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile they got they, they buy stuff they buy they support people they're fans of shit right they, like, they know what it is but I, it's like you get to a certain amount of money, it's like your shit is different than everybody it else's. Di- shit. It, 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 it hit different, and put like this. And the reality is, you ain't got to have no coins. If people have the illusion, that's all that matters. All I'm saying is, if the difference is how successful I am at selling it, then your your gripe isn't really with billionaires or or coveting money. Your gripe is with my success because yes. I. Like I said, I had, I, I was thinking about it. I'm, I'm like, I don't really talk much shit about Beyonce, Jay-Z and them. Cause the rappers I listen to on the come up just want to be them. Yes. And, and it's like, it's okay to support them. Cause they ain't made it yet. Right. But if Flo Millie somehow becomes a billionaire, now I got to hate her. Nah, I'm yeah. okay. Cause I seen it happen And Cardi. I'm smarter than that. I'm not, it's not an arbitrary number for me where I'm like, nah, I hate your black ass. I don't care. And also it feels in a weird way highly aligned with like the white uh leftists that you know want me to equate a certain amount of money with being bad when I really don't feel that way I I feel like there's certain people that amass money that are just bad people like right like it like it to they use bad business practices they exploit people they do you know they take money from folks and shit um I don't necessarily feel like that's the same as a motherfucker sang so good and then worked hard as fuck going around the globe and people gave them money to be entertained. I don't necessarily see that the same as like Shen. And I'm and I'm and I'm yeah. not ashamed of that and I won't back down from that. Right, and also like I said, uh
3: a lot of people they do they have an arbitrary number. I've seen it happen to Cardi, I've seen it happen to Megan, you know. I've seen it happen to like certain people where it, it, it hasn't happened to megan to me in my opinion but it will okay yeah 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 it, we, will. We, if we, she we, keeps where it's going, going to be that she turn doing. and and, yeah. and and the, the reason why I, I say i've quote unquote seen it happen because now she's at the point that no particularly after she got shot everybody it, it, it's
2: like this hard turn every time Well, that's just normal hating black women they're not talking about how much money she made that's I, true I, too. i'm saying people will say shit like uh rihanna y'all favorite billionaire i'm like but rihanna didn't make that money doing the harmful shit that some of these motherfuckers did like Agreed. to me it is there is a difference is what i'm saying i'm right. not saying it's gotta be you don't have to support them or love them or no shit mm-hmm. like I don't, i'm not one of these aspirational like if they made it i could be good but i just don't have to fake hate them for clout i if i'm buying concert tickets i don't hate you i'm sorry i'll never give my money to somebody i hate me either so if, if i'm going to your concert i don't hate you and i do kind of understand where you're coming from a lot of these black people not this ain't generational wealth this is an inheritance they earned this money in their lifetime and yeah i feel differently about it i still might not jive with their mentality or some of their politics and shit but that's all you niggas and and those listening to me now don't agree with everything that's that's just life that ain't nothing special about them so then at that point it becomes about well you were more successful than me that's really what a lot of that shit boils down to it's not even an ideological difference it's I support Flo Millie rapping about getting all the money and, and treating people bad, but I don't support, uh, Megan, cause she already made the money. Like, get out of here. I don't give a fuck. Mm-mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, I love when a black woman can be in control as much as she can in this country and world. So many of my family, we are black raised in Georgia, love and grew up on with country music. And you could bet we had certain black country singers and Dolly and Kenny Rogers on repeat. I was lucky to be taught the history of the banjo and square dancing, dance that has deep black roots, even though racist Henry Ford thought it was only a white art that he could use to fight the influence of Jewish people. Here's why many kids in this generation had to learn to dance style, that dance style in elementary school. Of course, they left out that call and response was created by Slave, black folks white folks use the banjo to make fun of us in minstrel shows but of course they love the sound of it so much they start to incorporate it into their music all modern country jazz bluegrass rock metal american music has black roots and people have to have been taught that they were that we were never there i love these two new singles the sounds of the songs are the sounds of the country that I grew up with. It's very traditional. There was a time when if you used an electric guitar in country, you weren't country. Now I hear the country that sounds like rap. If Post Malone can do country with face tats and Tay-Tay can do pop, B can sing country and sing it brilliantly. All right. I now need now is a Dolly and B collab and B and Tay-Tay collab, or maybe all three on the same song. Oh, that'd be flames. A white listener called in the Karen Hunter show and couldn't bring myself to explain why Beyonce could can't do country music or be considered country artist. I guess couldn't bring himself. Oh, yeah, couldn't bring himself to explain. Uh, he could not admit that country equals a white person in his brain these angry white folks are showing once again that all they have is their whiteness and their perception of what makes them white and supposedly superior the paranoia and insecurity are high. a pox on Josh Snyder's area house for comparing b to a dog as always they demand that we stay in the lanes they have designated for us even though we created most of the lanes in this country b said and we know being black maybe that's the reason why they always mad why yeah they always mad yeah being past them i know that's the reason why they all big mad and they always been have been thanks for reading my rant and for discussing issues with care xo angela thank you angela thank you let's see any comments on youtube probably not oh we got one okay tell your man to see the lyrics of the third verse of the national anthem yeah the dude that said we're gonna play the asian national anthem First of all, the regular national anthem is racist. I I didn't say it on the show because I thought, I think everyone knows it if you listen to this show. But you keep reading and that shit is like, bring them slaves back. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Y'all was getting loose on that third verse. What happened? (laughs) Started out kind of good. It was just war and bombs and explosions and, and it looked beautiful and then it was, and the Negroes need to go back to slavery. It's like, oh, okay. All right. That's it for the comments on the episode but we still have the polls mm-hmm. uh would you sign up for the score dating app yes or no 93 percent said no the score dating app is the one that keeps track of your credit score
3: Child, you ain't sign me up for no financial service and next thing you know my phone blowing up with everybody
2: wanting to refinance my credit now I'm i left fixed. i messed up i made an extra option on spotify which is yes no or I'm, I'm off dating apps 34% uh, of y'all are not even on dating apps. So take y'all out the equation. Right. Now, 57% said no. 8% said yes. So very few people um, would sign up for a dating app based on credit score. I can understand why you would. I just think it seemed like a scam to me. Yeah, this seems like a scam. I understand why credit score is important in dating mm-hmm. for to people, especially long-term romantic dating because it, it is a conversation you need to have in mm-hmm. America and it's going to... Mm-hmm lead to some hurdles but yeah uh the Q&A, I love you kev on stage just call this is a call up not a call out my sweet babies um, <laughs> he still hasn't responded so he, <laughs> i will continue to call him out soul power Ooh. says five laughing emojis tiffany sheree Chene- says oh lord we knew it would eventually come to this leave the proverbial red roof light on for him rod and karen <laughs> uh Ni green says what happened to being by ritual i thought this was a safe space that supported by rituality and other ritual lifestyles <laughs> i'm backsliding. <laughs> i'm 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 back to i'm back to hating y'all uh uh, uh, uh peter says said before i say it again anytime i wonder how the hell the episode got his name i fall out laughing when i find out not a ruthless beard and aaron says speaking of sugar grits i was eating some the other day i couldn't find sugar or splendor so what i put in instead honey all right aaron good for you i guess thanks for letting us know <laughs> um all right let's go to uh oh yeah i, I forgot i did it doing it for the gram this week mm-hmm. yeah i said it's gonna probably be a long show so uh where's the music for doing it for the gram for the gram, 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 for the for the gram. Doing it for the gram today. I asked, "What is your best Valentine's Day memory?" Oh uh so we're gonna get y'all's answers i think i got some on facebook too so okay right because it, it posts on both platforms yeah 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 i think it i don't know if you or me one of us programmed it to yeah. do that um okay so all right cool we got three comments on facebook and uh a, a few on um instagram all right Cynia says had a cute little picnic at a vineyard Followed by a wine tasting where he brought a he bought a bottle of wine that we liked uh, the most for us to share on a future date. Aww. Oh,
3: that's sweet. But but, but 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 don't tell certain parts of the internet that. Wow. You remember they they like they like to they like to call people like that uh, uh simple. You know he he take you out the roof, Chris. He, oh, you know you, you ain't you ain't
2: doing it up. You ain't spend two hundred dollars on the date. I feel like a cute picnic at a vineyard yeah yeah i love it but that's yeah, yeah, you know you're right uh stay flow f- says uh a friend of mine brought me a really nice chef knife this valentine's day that's nice mm-hmm. Love Come me a good knife. chef knife love me a knife miss Mars says honestly it was this year when one of my dearest fr- best friends suggested that we do a specialty wine dinner Got dressed up, did pre-dinner drinks at my favorite bar, and then a very elegant wine dinner. It was my first Galantine's dinner, and I had a ball. Shout out to Galantines. They was hating on that shit, too. What's a Galantine? Well, you and your girls go out with, like, you're not going oh, on a oh, date oh, with Oh, so that's
3: why a lot of women was like, yeah, I'm going out. Ah.
1: Yeah, but Twitter
2: was hating on them for some reason. Like, that ain't what it's about, like. Well, I'm an adult, and I do what I want to do. Right. DJ Java says, I can't really say on a public platform, LOL, but we have now been happily married for 30 years and have four beautiful children, so we must have had the right chemistry on that first Valentine's date. Uh, CV Earthseed says, when I was a kid, my mom and I would do gifts for the whole class. I was excited to give them out. I also loved the year the whole class gave and everyone uh got something i uh think it was kindergarten oh that's nice mm-hmm. uh iso rar says this trash motherfucker i was dating told me valentine's was for lovers he surprised me with a balloon and one of my favorite albums that my cousin had lost when barring i was 20 and so excited he turned out to be a dog so screw him forever but that was the most memorable valentine's day Leslie uh, says going to the burlesque show with a friend. I've never been to one. I bet you that's fun. Sean. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of fun. Sean says first date with the woman who would become my wife. We met up as friends and it became a date. Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. And then the three responses on our Facebook are the first one I spent without my ex-wife. Damn, Ronald. (laughs) (laughs) That's your best Valentine's Day memory? We want to say hey to her. Jay Full says, went to see The weekend at Drace in Vegas. I hope I said that right. Ended up in a relationship before the night was over. Damn. (laughs) Y'all move quick. Guess the DJ had y'all falling in love. Uh, Lenina says, one year I got married on Valentine's Day. A couple years later, I gave him divorce papers on Valentine's Day to end. God damn. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha. Uh, open and shut. Why Valentine's Day? What, I wanted to make it official. What Valentine's Day do to you? <laughs> all right, let's go to uh, uh y'all shoot y'all y'all uh shooting Cupid with an arrow and I don't mean no love arrow either. That's all for doing it for the ground. Let's go to the voicemails. Uh, we got a lot of voicemails a day. Okay. Um, of course the voicemail line, seven Oh four, five, five, seven, zero one, eight, six. Uh, Raphael leads the first voicemail.
6: Hi, Rod and Karen. It's your boy, Raphael. So I was listening to your episode, take my L in the dark. And to the point about young people not having sex uh, nowadays, uh, It reminded me of a program I attended in 2016, I believe. It was at Bloomberg here in New York. And there was a data that was presented, and I think I may have talked about this on um, Three Guys On before in one of my emails. However, it showed a lot of the richer countries in the world, not just Western countries. And you've covered some of this on the show before, before, including China, with the aging population. And I think many people skip over that when they bring up younger people not having sex. You have talked about China trying to force young people to uh, procreate and have babies because their population is aging. Japan has a similar problem. Um, Germany has a similar problem. Um, These are countries that have better health care in comparison to the United States, so it's not a matter of health care their population is aging fast. The only continent that doesn't seem to have a similar problem is Africa. So, mm. uh, and the poverty is higher there, but it seems like the more there's wealth in a place, people stop having children, and that is something that people might want to consider in the future. I don't know, but it's something that some people are studying nowadays, but it's just something I just wanted to throw out there that uh, it's part of the situation uh, with the kids not having sex. Uh, I don't know if that's part of it. I don't know if that's a reason, but it's something that was brought up in that program that I attended a few years ago. Because the United States without without immigration, the United States would have definitely been in that high category.
2: Yeah, it, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me, especially cause consider how people at the top amass the wealth, meaning there's less money at the bottom for people to have families, houses, pay off their loans, not be in debt. And so those are decisions uh, or circumstances. Those are circumstances people have to deal with that typically make them delay having children because children also cost money.
3: Yes, they do. And they put you in debt. Yep. Katrina.
7: Hi, Rod and Karen. It's Katie and a.k.a. Katrina, a.k.a. Number One Feeling. I really don't want anything except to express that I love you guys and I'm really grateful um, that you are in my ears on a regular basis and to have uh, your wisdom, your discussion, your reasoned approach, humor, wit um, on a weekly basis to turn to. It's really a comfort. I think I've had, a lot of anxiety starting the year just because it's an election year. But I've also just gone into it with a plan to keep myself sane and to back off of a lot of um, social media. I actually just stopped expressing a lot of my opinions on there and just retweet stuff or like things um, and consume things. But other than that, I not because with Elon owning that place, I expect it to be even more of a shit show. Then the bot farms that um, flooded the place in 2015 and 2016, um, which is how long I've been listening to you since the end of 2015 when I was seeking like a really good podcast to help me like calm down. So here we are Two more election cycles later, well, presidential ones, and I'm still grateful for you guys. That's all I wanted to say. I will be having a great week and a great 2024 and a great Black History Month. Love y'all.
2: Bye. Black History. Um, That
3: is sweet. And thank you. And thank you. And also, it's one of those things where I am glad that you are aware of this with the anxiety and you make a plan. Because Some people know they're these, these people, they don't make no plans, and then they fall in the trap year after year after year after year. You're like, No, I got a plan, I'm stick to a plan, and you've done things uh, to uh, uh, accommodate your particular situation and to make it a healthy place for you. And so, I, I, I appreciate you and props you for doing that because a lot of there are a lot of people that are just like you. But they ain't making no plans. They they just going to float around and then get caught in the trap again. They'll be like, why am I anxious? Why am I nervous? Why, 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 why? When the reality is you need to make a plan. You need to adjust yourself accordingly. But a lot of people don't. And then they continue to go through this year after year after year after year. At some period of time, you'll get tired of that roller coaster. And when you do, you'll get off. But until then, you're going to keep repeating
2: the same thing. All right. Let's go to the next one. This is Olivia, I believe.
0: Hi, guys. This is Olivia um, in Japan. Uh, I've called once before. I, I just wanted to give you guys your flowers. I realized that I've been listening to you too for 10 years. And I sent a review, but it was like six years ago. So I updated it today. And so, um, yeah, check your international reviews for... Um, for anyone for me, but I just wanted to say thank you to you two for all of the wonderful um, content and information and jokes. I swear every time you guys mention that men eat steak, women eat salad, <laughs> they're supposed to be loving us. Every time y'all post that, I have to go to YouTube and watch the original video. Um, I love it. It's hilarious. Ain't it dope? Um, And Karen, you had me dying this week with the whole Sugar Ray Leonard thing. I was like, you said Sugar Ray Leonard. And I was like, what? Who? Huh? (laughs) And then when you clarified, it said Billy Ray Cyrus. I was like, Billy
1: Ray Cyrus? (laughs) I got the way right.
0: (laughs) anyways um thank you thank you thank you i love you guys i listen to y'all um in um the three guys on um not a freeloader (laughs) i just pretty much any one you guys put on i end up listening to so thank you for not only your content but the content of all the people that are around you i appreciate y'all so much so yeah um I'm going to stop. Wait, I think I still have a minute. I also wanted to say... Um, now, she didn't have a minute. Th- the reason ahead. how I...
2: She called back. <laughs> it's only two minutes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Voice lady, lady. And voice lady, and voice. <laughs> I can't even talk now. I'm so embarrassed. Anyways, it's Olivia calling back. I just wanted to tell you how I found you guys. And I wonder if anyone found you the way... same way that I found you. So um, I didn't know anything about podcasts. Um, The read was the only podcast that I listened to. um, After being a fan of Kid Fury's YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. um, when they started a podcast, I started listening to them. And then the first time they said that they were going to take a break, I about lost my mind. I thought, oh my gosh, who am I going to listen to? What am I going to do? I think they were only out for two weeks, but I immediately uh, did a a Google search on Black podcasts. And you guys were the first um, hit, like right away. It was an article that was talking about different Black podcasts, and you were like the first um, one that came up. And I listened to one episode and I have been hooked ever since. And the Reed just had their 11th anniversary. So it made me realize wow, I've been listening to the Black Guys Who Tips for at least 10 years. Because, yeah, the, if they have an 11th anniversary, I at least have been listening to you guys for at least 10 and a half years. So, yeah, um, I'm going to stop talking before a rude voicemail lady cuts me off <laughs> again and embarrasses me in front of all these people. But, um <laughs> I love you guys. And I will call back again.
3: Oh. Maybe. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet. Nice it. And, uh, oh my god. Oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and congratulations uh to them. Uh, the re you know Mm -hmm. they've been around a very long time too and uh Mm -hmm. uh the thing is uh me and roger for a long time uh the black uh guy in hey arnold used to be above us in the google search and so me and roger had a running joke that we was going to outbeat him one day we actually did we became like the number one search when you type in the black guy Mm -hmm. and so uh we're proud of that and uh, uh people have found us doing that particularly through itunes a lot of people find us through itunes by googling black or black podcasts and they found us that way too
2: yeah thank you for listening we appreciate Mm -hmm. you we do and that's not your like first or second time calling i saw on the list it lets me know like i can go back your first time calling was november 6 2018 so you've been you've been all right you've been calling quite a few times yes thank you don't be a stranger Mm -mm. all right next voicemail this is from a 704 number Good
4: afternoon, Rod and Karen. Thank you both so much for the show. Really enjoy it. Just leaving a quick message to say thank you, Rod. Um, Last year, you did the Kuhn countdown every day for TikTok every day of February and this year I started doing a daily TikTok for Black History Month and it's been so fun I've just been really enjoying checking out the futures and deciding on what to talk about every day so very thank you very much um, this is Cheyenne uh, and thank you bye
2: Aww, well, that's, that's dope sweet. yeah you know what I'm glad to have inspired something good you know because what I'm doing I feel like you know it's like fun and good in that way but it's not very serious you know Mm -mm. um and so to know that somebody said i could do that too because honestly i'm not a tiktok person really and i only really use it this month of every year but uh i started the same way where i was just like i guess and then you know enough people liked it that i said okay well i got something here so yeah you just gotta go out and do it Mm -hmm. allegra leaves a voicemail
4: Oh, my gosh. Hello, Ron and Karen. It's Allegra. Um, I am listening, just got through listening to the part of your feedback episode, the one that's entitled Immediately No. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got through playing uh, Chadwick Chad Boseman being every Black person ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that skit so much. I was crying as I'm driving home listening to you. it. I love that the um, person, one of your fans, called and asked for that. Because I was like, "Yes, please play it." <laughs> my favorite part—I uh, mean, it, it's a very slim margin—but my favorite part is when you say Rosa Parks. No. <laughs> that kills <me> every time. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> love you all. <laughs>
2: Bye. Thank you, Allegra. And
6: Thank uh, you. yeah,
2: don't I... you got a shirt to say, is that says that? yeah yeah i and also just uh i sometimes i'll laugh at my own jokes and uh sometimes i forget you know that i did stuff that it it still makes me laugh to this day um and so yeah that was that was a cool one because i that was in the vault and i forgot we ever even really did that so or i really did that so jen left a couple voicemails Hi, Rod and Karen. It's Jen. Hope y'all are having a great week.
5: Mm-hmm. Um okay, so story time about the Super Bowl commercial that y'all were talking about the other day um I am the singer on that commercial, and it has been quite a week, as you can imagine.
1: Wow.
5: I, uh, I got the gig through a company that I've done a lot of other ad work before, and I was able to see the ad and also look up the organization beforehand, but because they hadn't had an ad in the Super Bowl since what it looked like to be like 2020, the mm. the articles weren't like hot up the press, um, but the block was hot when the Super Bowl aired last week. Mm. <laughs> so when, And um, if you don't know what's going wrong with the company or an organization, the internet will tell you. I found that out. Mm. Um, It's funny because I've done other, you know, smaller ads, but usually people don't really care about music for commercials or film and TV because it's generally background. But... I guess because Super Bowl commercials are like the Super Bowl of commercials, right? you know, the ads go live on YouTube pretty much right away and Twitter was ablaze and it was just like a bit of a whirlwind of a week. Mm -hmm. Um, I did some research before working on it and I didn't really find much outside the regular kind of like polarizing comments around Christianity and all this company, but I should have known. You know, an ad in 2024 about Jesus would have some dirty money behind it, as y'all said. Um, <laughs> and I was already nervous about it being a little controversial because people get weird about religion and Jesus. Right. So I was already nervous, but it really got spicy. So it's been a crazy week. Um, you know, it stinks because I, I write music for film, TV, and ads, but I'm new here to L.A. So it's just getting my feet wet. And I was excited to have a commercial in the Super Bowl, but um, I hadn't really told many people about it outside of my close family and friends because it's so controversial. But it's a learning lesson. Uh, to make sure I do my research before putting my voice on anything in the future. Um, the good thing is that the comments aren't really directed towards me. Um right. people that have messaged me have liked the views. Because...
2: <laughs> oh, she got cut off. She commented. Hey, it's
5: Jen again. I knew I was going to get cut off.
2: Um, but yeah,
5: anyway, I just wanted to call and say that y'all are talking about it this week. Um, yeah, like I said, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um my mom said and um she, when i when i told her about all this drama and I, I told my mentor this week also and she was like girl if you don't take these white people's money and go
1: <laughs> um I <think> <laughs> focus on that and
5: keep it pushing but i hope y'all have a great week and i'm looking forward to another week of amazing episodes
2: bye bye, bye. Uh, that's that's hilarious and sweet mm-hmm. um and yeah i was remember i was who was i Oh, I saw on Twitter people were upset because there's a Latasha. Uh, I think it's Latasha Harlan's. Let me make sure it's the right name. Um, uh, yeah, Latasha Harlan's biopic. Who she was the girl who got killed um, by that Korean grocer uh, before the uh, like nineteen ninety something riot, riots, mm-hmm. LA riots. Yes, and they have a light skinned girl playing Latasha, even though Latasha was not light skinned I could see people feeling the way. Yeah, yes. absolutely. But I saw somebody be like, when are people going to turn down these roles? And that is one way to look at it. If you feel that's valid, I'm not going to argue with you, but I don't... I would think that is not the way to fix that problem. Mostly because Hollywood operates on extreme level of scarcity. And... um and it's not a perceived level of scarcity. It is it is scarcity. Like, motherfuckers basically be poor, then they get one role and that one role gives them a little bit more ability to like, eat and do stuff and even the people you see in in, in movie roles all the time, as we found out during the, the strike, many of them live in less than check to check. Leave from gig to gig, right. So, the companies and the casting agencies... They're the ones who I think really need to be held accountable because at the end of the day, that's who is – then they find another person to take the role. They eventually are going to find someone to take the role in the way that they would like that person to look or be or whatever. So you're never going to beat it by being like, if every individual says, I would rather starve than play this – no, that doesn't make sense. right? But what I'm saying is I don't think many people would hold it against you that you sang in a commercial – Sponsored by Hobby Lobby because, for the most part, you just you're not you're like, I finally got a break, I finally got right, I finally got my work. The I got you know, I have a credit on my resume now, so I think that's why people aren't going to necessarily harass you. I don't think they would even you don't even necessarily know everything about the opportunity when it happens.
3: Yes, you do this and then they take it, and then sometimes they pay you, and then they it's theirs, and then they sell it or do something else with it.
2: Yeah, so uh, yeah, but I mean that is wild. What a fucking coincidence you listen to our show and that <laughs> Right that, that Small World. Last voicemail from the show.
4: Hi, Rod and Karen. This is Nichelle from Savannah, Georgia. Uh how you guys doing? Well, I just wanted to tell you something I just heard from my sister. That's you North know, Carolina based news. There is a bookstore in Raleigh, North Carolina called uh, Liberation Station. It is the first Black-owned children's bookstore. Mm, mm. And my sister who has two kids just told me that Cat Williams, me and Cat Williams donated money to this Liberation Station bookstore. Wow. So I don't know how many books he's read. I don't know he's read a million books or one. But he is, if anything, becoming like the Dolly Parton of uh, – black children's literacy and i just think that's good news <laughs> Me too. and i just wanted to share that with you guys um hope you guys are doing great and also i agree that score that credit app is a scam is just data mining getting back people's data um probably figuring out who's got a good enough credit score um probably them something and if they have bad credit scores and to make them get into one of those credit rehabilitation mm-hmm. programs. It has nothing to do with scoring people. It's all about scoring money, and that's late-stage capitalism. Right. Anyway, have a good day. Bye.
2: Bye I agree.
3: baby, and I, I agree, too, and, and also it's one of those things. Shout out to them, and if you're in the Raleigh-Durham area, go go and check them out and support. And like Roger said, it's one of them things where you hear story after story after story about how he's actually out here
2: doing a lot of things. Yep and now we go to the emails uh heart I'm gonna play heart too this is an instrumental and then we get to these emails okay (laughs) Part two. Maybe that's what Jay was talking about. I don't know. I can see him getting ready to kill some Miami people to that. Come on. Uh, caffeine. Crystal says, listening to my listening to the take, my wait. Like, oh okay just my fyi use of caffeine in kids caffeine actually has been found as a treatment of adhd as it has the opposite effect on kids with adhd as it is calming and helps them focus now i do not advocate for children consuming caffeine but just wanted to point that out anything in excess could lead to issues haven't read this study to see exactly what they found or it's confounding symptom like, if you up the look up the adverse effects of Tylenol, it will say headaches, meaning if you experience anything during a, uh, a something trial, they have to list that symptom as part of the medication adverse effects. Yeah, Appiah told us about that. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was due to the medication. Hopefully this makes sense. Again, not advocating children should be consuming prime energy or Red Bull five-hour energies, but just want to point out regarding this. I mean, I trust this the findings of that study because I don't find those to be controversial I also Mm -hmm. think if adults are exposed to a lot of caffeine they have side effects so Mm -hmm. um, and I think these unregulated just like drink all the energy drink shit we know that there's certain shit you like I know that's not good Right. I I might not know the fucking science behind it, but no. And I don't think it's the same as a doctor prescribing you medication for ADHD or something. Correct. But I guess maybe an unmedicated ADHD child could, ADHD child could have um, ca- caffeine in it and, and and self-medicate that way. But I don't know. Just I don't think the study was necessarily disregarding that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Joe says, hi, Karen and Rock. I have been listening for a few months now and I just realized last week Karen was saying folding chair and not voting chair. Actually, my eight-year-old corrected me. I found your live show on the YouTube and now I understand bullet ball. <laughs> huh, uh, shout out to you. I just and or- bullet ball on the street. I just ordered merch and can't wait to rock the my blackout tips gear. I hope you do some live shows this year because I will certainly support. Love you both. Thank you for bringing such a fun Aww. and foreign to downer culture for the culture couple. Jo. Yeah, we Thank don't you. we don't really promote it as much. We do sell merchandise, y'all. Yeah, we have a tea public store. The link is in every single episode. episode. And I know there's some new stuff designs in there. There's um the uh, hmm uh smug mug, uh, which I need to buy one for myself actually, and it's just a mug for when you said something really smart or funny and you just want to be smug. You just take a nice, smug sip. Like, mm, look at me being great. Um, let's see. Doug says, not all propaganda is art. Hello, Ryder Karen. I think you might enjoy this ongoing series from Benjamin Walker. It focuses on Cold War propaganda and significantly on Richard Wright and James Baldwin. It's quite good in, of a, in and of itself, but also may spark something for future seasons of Drapedomaniacs. Domaniacs. It's called the Theory of Everything podcast. P.S. The style of storytelling across different series varies widely. It can be a bit disorienting on occasion. But it's worth pushing through if you go rummaging into the back uh, catalog. back catalog. Okay. Yeah. And he put a link in here. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of just for us. I don't know. Um, let me see. Just want to make sure. That the, okay. Not all prop. It's Benjamin Walker's Theory of Everything. And the episode is Not All propaganda's Art uh so i guess that's a series. so thank you duck mhm nick ju oh hey, she baby. Wrote, what's going on girl she wrote in oh, i see you trapping on out there on the on the on the, on the, on the um on, on the timeline okay right. i'll see it um hello Long time no right, but you know I listen to my booze. I was walking to work hollering when I heard my shout out on the show because you already know when I see that lady, she (laughs) going to want to fight and all I can do is knuckle up because I've been speaking on her voice for 12 years. Listen, listen, honestly, God, I love you to death. If we was walking down the street and she came out, I honestly would back up and let y'all square up because I really feel like y'all have to fight the one-on-one. I wouldn't let I wouldn't let them jump you. Mm-mm, mm-mm, but it would need to be a fair fight. But the way you've been talking, y'all got y'all gotta y'all got to
3: fight the fair <laughs> nah, one. Now nah, nah, I'm not gonna lie. Now nah, child, y'all know I'm too pretty and too cute. But uh yeah, if they now that that Nick G was one of the few people I'd be like, you know what, I'll
2: take a black eye for you, girl. Uh, yeah, she won't even do that for me. But I <laughs> I, I won't let nobody jump you, but I, it's the rules is the rules. You you and Because her... I know you can handle it. <laughs> You and her got to square up. Y'all got to because it's just, like, I like honestly, I feel like if this, God, this would make such a great sketch or something, but this would make so much, like, if we were walking down the street and Alicia Keys walking the other way and y'all didn't even say nothing to each other, y'all just both put y'all bags down and just put y'all <laughs> hands up, like, we already know what it is. I'll just step to the side, like, let, let them fight, y'all. They this been hat coming for a long time. Mm-hmm uh and look how i wasn't wrong <laughs> <laughs> i love y'all so much and thank you for speaking my success into <laughs> the universe because i do the same for you and when i win my tony you know a shout out to the blackout tips love nick ju oh we love you too girl uh <laughs> yeah, I, man that is i'm gonna have that in my head for the rest of my life is walking out the street with nick ju and be like oh it's Alicia Keys, girl. All right, I'm, I'm gonna be over here. You want me to hold your purse? <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not gonna let them jump. You know, girl, whatever. I got your I got your tennis shoes. Right, I feel <laughs> like Swiss bc even had to be like, listen, Alicia, you know, it's it's between y'all. <laughs> uh Linda says, hey Rod and Karen, weighing in on the latest pop star news. As I love following that shit. First of all, Beyonce. Uh, obviously I'm excited about the new music, but thought y'all would be interested to know that my sister recently heard be on her local radio country radio station all the way out in rural Iowa. Mm. Very excited for my city slicker ass to be listening to the same music as my country bumpkin sister for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Now I have to go. That's why I said, I, I feel like I kind of took the bait with the whole, like this station won't play Beyonce they races. And cause the, I do agree that that was not what happened. I think those radios is not radio anymore. It's, it's all just uh, metadata and, and siphoning shit off of charts that are behind you. I was, talk, I was on the Karen Hunter show and uh, Roy Wood Jr. was on there. And, you know, he used to do radio for years and years. Right. And he's like, yeah, there's no request anymore. You don't call up and normally like that just goes into like a little thing of like, a spreadsheet of this song was requested this many times but it's not an actual like a DJ has the autonomy to be like oh, okay you know like what it used to be
3: old I'm gonna switch
2: up from at 238 I'm gonna play this other song than the one we did and so I can understand how that station in Oklahoma or whatever the fuck is like if the charts tell us next week that it's the number three song then it will be played on the radio the appropriate amount of times right as opposed to you know we like there's an actual dj in there and you're calling like somebody picking like, up the phone yeah. yeah so anyway but uh whatever they still ended up playing it because the beehive is that yeah, strong that's all it matters they played it second of all britney spears i actually read her book recently so i know a lot about her situation well you know what she told you uh i found it kind of amusing but well i shouldn't even say what she told you you know what they wrote <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because I don't. She might not even read the whole book. <laughs> Brittany sounds surprised at her own book when she was talking. She, she be like, "I ain't say that." Oh wait, right. I mean, I did. I did say that. I did say mm-hmm. that. Uh, I found it kind of amusing, but also a little sad that she's been using old school slang because it honestly makes sense. Because of her conservatorship, she was a very emotionally stunning and soci- socially isolated for a long time. But also, then again, she's also still an out of touch rich white person. So there's that. Yeah, that's facts. Anyway, yeah. I mean, honestly, it don't bother me. That she's out of touch somewhat because I'm not everything you said is facts, and also, like, she's she may have been introduced to us as a kid, but she's like a she's a coming adult, she's a mom. She's not up on the latest hip hop and, and slang, and she don't we even don't make music, time. right? So, who she's supposed to be learning that she's not kicking in with young thugs so she can be mm-hmm. like, Listen, I'm pushing P, that would be weird too, right. Anyway, it's clear to me that she does have a lot of mental health issues and she knows as much, but also I'm glad that now she has the ability to have more control over her care and her life so she can properly heal now. Did you hear that Wendy Williams might be in a similar situation lately? I have heard that, but I don't know the details. And I would say Wendy, while there will always be a sympathy for Wendy from people as just like a black woman, as a person, as a pioneer in the game, and honestly, God... I mean, they always say it as a joke, but tell me she didn't pioneer a lot of this shit we're seeing with Shannon Sharp and all this. She, she
3: did. She like, like yeah. she was the foundation. Yes. Yeah.
2: Charlemagne got his start through her. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she paved the way for a lot of people. Yes, yeah, she did. So I'm not trying to discount her in that way. But Mm-mm. she also said a lot of ugly stuff about a lot of people's business, yeah, a did. lot of untrue stuff, a lot of salacious stuff. And, and like reveled in it. And so you're going to see a lot less sympathy for whatever unfortunate situation she goes through. Cause there's people out there that are just like, Oh no, F her. And I remember that shit she said. And, uh, you know, I am glad bad shit is happening. Uh, we don't know the full story yet, but I heard that she's been unable to access her finances because the bank took control from her because of some health issues she's been having. It's wild. That can be done to disabled people, even those who are rich and famous. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is that we say is a thing that is being done to somebody because we are mostly thinking of the negative. But there's also like if the way it's supposed to work, that would be a good thing. Like, if I didn't have control of my mental faculties but was still, like, capable of, say, withdrawing all my money from the bank or being fooled by some fucking scammer and now my life savings you, is gone,
3: you
1: it would be good that,
2: that my, you know, wife or my, my child was able to be like, ah ah uh ah, they don't have access to that. You know, a conservatorship was supposed to protect Britney. Um, you know, it was supposed to, because she does have uh, I forget the exact diagnosis, but she does have some mental health issues that can lead to some behavior that, you know, she may not be in control of at the moment. Right. Um, there's things she's had in her life that, you know, you know, you look back and you're like, man, I wonder who was at the wheel for that. Mm-hmm. And so it's supposed to be able to limit the amount of harm you can do and or the amount of abuse people can do to you. Cause it's like, Oh, you got unlimited money. Here comes this dude. Here comes this person. Right. But then if your daddy is the fucking abuser, it's like, what the fuck do you do? Right. Because this motherfucker is supposed to be the one looking out for you and he, you know, at least according to Brittany, it's, that's not what's happening. So, you know, I have sympathy for her. I, I always just caution against the internet being the place that is of justice and support because I don't believe them. They they what what the internet did was basically say britney spears has no mental health issues it's all made up and she's fine mm-hmm. and i think that's as dangerous as having a person that's too restrictive and controlling your finances in life all right because those motherfuckers can't be trusted and she was listening to their comments and replying back and shit and i was like no this is not healthy for anybody these motherfuckers are not your friends no they're not and some of them might have issues too lastly scissor did you see the grammy performance of kill bill i did see it some of it a stunt woman i've been following for a long time the semi rider oh yeah I, i know i follow her on instagram uh was hired as one of her dancers and did some crazy katana choreography in the audience and on stage along with a bunch of other dancers and martial artists with swords definitely recommend watching yeah we i saw it and i do follow her she is bad and she's amazing with that damn sword and stuff. Once again, uh, sword ratchetness is not about people just having a sword.
1: Mm-mm.
2: Motherfuckers don't have no training. There's no safety trained. rules. There's no laws. Rider, when I see her, she be motherfucking working that sword with control and everything. I'm not. She this, ain't to just winging it. This ain't her going to Comic-Con, coming back and stabbing her friend over Nintendo. Right. Like this, that's some different shit. I'm cool with that. I love that song. It's so pretty and soothing, but also extremely violent. And honestly, that's just a fantastic combination. So seeing her do such a good performance with swords flying all around was a blast. Keep on keeping on. Thank you, Linda. Mm -hmm. Uh, Peter says, Hi, Rod. Karen, I've been a listener since Critter Getter. So like 2015, 2016. Oh, Critter Getter. Anyways, this is my first time writing in because in all these years of listening, episode 2856 post-series society has represented my observations of society so succinctly. This episode is so good as always, but learning that Rod got high before the show made so much sense because I too was high. As I listen, and the way you connected J Lo, A O, Monique, and Sydney, and Club Shay Shay, and the political zeitgeist leading to our ultimate demise because we lost the plot, being so unserious, was done as smoothly as the MCU Infinity Saga. There should be a cannabis playlist of this show <laughs> that are the best best listened to while high. <laughs> Thanks, Peter, and thank you, sweetie. I'm glad that made sense to you because I be sometimes I I I be like I hope that made sense when we get off because I you know. I'll be hot. Mandy said, <laughs> Dear Rod and Karen, all I have to all I have to say is y'all was spitting nothing but bars on the Monique situation, but I have a couple things on my mind. Mm-hmm. She has been talking about Oprah and Tyler blackballing her from projects for over a decade, wanting a public apology. She could file a lawsuit or defamation of character for defamation of character. I mean, you ain't wrong you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Like if it's really a business thing, if it's really you got all the evidence. Mm-hmm. At this point, it seemed like, why are you even involving the public? Just go ahead and sue them and get what you need. Right. But once again, I think uh, weaponizing the public is like the flying monkeys to do their bidding and put the pressure mm-hmm. on these people because they may not really have a case, an uh, actual case. to Because to, like, like I said, I can see a scenario where Tyler and Oprah are like, you are hard to work with. You and your husband are hard to work with and no, we don't owe you shit. We don't need to tell. We don't, when someone calls and asks about you or having you in our project, we don't have to be like, well, in all fairness, you know, you can see both sides. I can be like, I don't like them or working with them and I will not work with them. And if you call me and ask for a reference, like how was it working with her? I will tell them, I mean, it was straight until it wasn't. And I wouldn't do it if I was you. And that's, and that's okay if they do that. It really is. I, it doesn't... It's like I said, I can see if that's what happened. Now, if it's some other shit where they, like, literally calling people they ain't ha- even have no business talking to, being like, nah, man, don't work with her, that's then that's different. that's different. Yes, it is. But I think there's... But we're only hearing her side, and I think there's a difference between blackballing and being like, I don't work... I don't want to work with this person. There's
3: a lot of people that don't work with people, and there's a lot of people that have people in their contracts that are like, I don't work with if
2: them. I, I mean, I'm being... A hundred percent, if I had a bad experience with somebody and someone a friend or a colleague co-worker hey man um we we think about doing blank what you think I mean, if I had a bad experience, I'm not gonna lie for you, like it is what it is, then don't do that fuck shit, you know what I mean, so I can see them feeling that way once again, I'm not saying that right or wrong, I'm just trying to keep uh Everyone's humanity in mind and be like, I can see how you get to that place and you don't feel like you did anything wrong. You know, you only feel bad that she feels so bad about how shit is going, but you don't necessarily feel like I was out here wilding you. You know, you're, I can see how you got there. Anyway, Mo keeps saying she's doing X, Y, and Z for the black woman, but she defended Roseanne Barr for comparing a black woman to an ape. I remember. Ah, See, y'all be bringing me back to remembering this shit, and that's why I'll be like, God, she got me. Sat on that couch. I said, oh, yes, sister. And then I remember this shit and I was like, wait, that was not. It was literally like Roseanne has been good to me. So you niggas need to leave her alone. And I'm like, that is the exact opposite of loving us doing this for all of us. Mm -hmm. You're doing it for her because she looked out for you, which is fine. But leave us out of all the other shit then. Right. It's cool. Just. I don't have a problem with you doing that. Just leave me. I, I don't want to be. I'm a bad black for watching Netflix. If you're right? gonna be like, but but support Sister Roseanne Barr. Also, is it just is it me or does it seem like she is wanting a public apology from Oprah and Tyler because she may see them as a mother and brother figure since her actual mother and brother never apologized for the wrong they done to her. I don't know that part, and I'm not gonna project on that part. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know um but i you know what mandy normally we be done i would be like i don't know mandy be having some wild opinions but i guess this time i'm with you mandy Mm -hmm. so you know everybody the arby's is on mandy today all right John says, Howdy Rod and Karen just wanted to chime in on Allegra's voicemail from last week's feedback episode. She's absolutely right about the whole taking our ball and going home bullshit when it comes to voting. No group is a monolith. But as someone who didn't even recognize Usher's big hits, LOL, I will speak for white people here and say that most of us grow up surrounded by conservatives and libertarians and we are constantly being fed bullshit notion that the government only helps black people. It's obviously the exact opposite of the historical truth considering Mm -hmm. that every benefit and policy in America was purposely granted to us and only us while excluding black people. Yes. Native indigenous people etc but the myth of government handouts to those people is one of the bedrocks of whiteness which leads to voter indifference for many many white people. If I had a nickel for every time one of my relatives warned me don't vote it only encourages them. It's a twisted view that allows white people to grow up believing we have no civic duty at all. At the end of the day, the system works for us, even though it never says the latter part out loud. But obviously, even non-white people can adopt this bullshit, too. As we see from people like Killer Mike, Ice Cube, Mark Lamont Hill, etc., it's especially common once you get into progressive activist spaces.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I I agree, and it's also, you know, one of those things where the system is is designed to make you feel comfortable and not challenge it it's like why would you challenge something that you're not oppressed by you know why why would you challenge something that has told you and your people that y'all are great and y'all the best and everything always work for you you're always landing your feet anything that happens to you is unjust anything that happens to anybody else they deserve they're lazy like 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 you know and you can point your fingers at them and also like you say they also teach you that, too, so that you can turn a blind blind eye to the majority of people that are on any type or any form of assistance in the United States of America is white people. So when they start shutting, cutting, and slashing the shit like this, majority of you will be impacted more than any other group. But instead of looking at the people who slashing and cutting your shit, because a lot of them have bought so deeply into it, they'll turn around and they'll blame the black and the brown and the others Versus looking at the people that are actually causing the policy
2: to get their service cut off too. Agreed. Uh, he says, Rod, I'm with you. I would love to stop. I would love to see Taylor Swift and Beyonce collaborate just to watch their hater fans explode. Please make it happen. Maybe they can somehow involve Hillary to make the hater universe <laughs> collapse on into a singularity. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they make some type of woman's anthem.
3: Yeah, nuclear uh, explosion,
2: Man, yeah. It'll be crazy. I'll be here for it. P.S. Have you been watching The Curse, Nathan Felder's new series? It's got all the discomfort and bizarre humor that he always brings, as well as being a great spoof of performative white liberals. Emma Stone is amazing at embodying white hipster Karen. And also there's a true crime documentary called Murder in Boston about the Charles Stewart case, a story from the mid 80s that absolutely dominated the news when I grew up there. The series itself is just OK. It's pretty obvious who did it from jump. But the first episode does a really great job of showing the white lash, the school busing, and why Boston has such a horrible racist legacy and how that informed the Stewart case and the news coverage of it. Uh, yeah, both on my list. I think they're on max, but I think both are on my list. Uh, I didn't even, I didn't realize Nathan Felder did the curse. So, you know, I'm in uh, chairs and stay safe. John. Thank, Thank you. you. Last one is from C Cass always who says boot scooting time. Howdy for Karen and Ron. Y'all talked about so many interesting things this week. It was almost hard to choose. Country folks, it's our time. I'm so excited for folks driving into the country. They're diving into country. There's something for everyone in the black artists that are in the genre have been putting in work. And they are all they're talking about everything. Money, curly hair, love, heartbreak, outside activities, police shooting, capitalism, fresh shoes. Do the kids still say fresh partying, protesting, etc. And they aren't all afraid of changing the production and instrumentation. It's going to sound authentically us. It's a good time. Chapel Heart has a fun spin on Jolene with the you can have him, Jolene, Rissy Parker. I mean, Rissy Palmer has some fun songs, but if you want a "We're Fighting the Power" country album, uh, it's her album "Revival." Priscilla Renee, aka Money Long, has pinned in R&B and contemporary country. She has uh, she's just put out a song on TikTok called "Hold Down," H E A U X Hold Down, uh, but it isn't on streaming yet. Her latest album, "Colored," has Bops. Britney Spencer is. Is hit me in the my Britney Spencer hit me in my big girl feels with sober and skinny and damn right you're wrong. I'm hoping to see her when she opens for another artist in DC next month. Raina Roberts does some jams, uh, there are just so many to name, but I want to make this long, this super long. Spotify has a dope black girls in country playlist if you're interested. Oh, I can't wait I to see to where Beyonce takes us. Excited all around, anyway. Hope you all are having a great weekend, Cass. Always thank you, Cannon. thank you. And uh, yeah, we definitely, I'm going to save this email so I can uh, add all those people to my playlist because I'm trying to catch up. Um, all right. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate yes, y'all. We'll we be back do. tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We have Keith and Hemda from Keith and the Girl as the yes. guest. Looking forward to that. Going to talk to him too. about his book. Going to talk to her about leaving Keith, Keith and the, and the, the girl, girl forever. All right. Uh, so uh, until tomorrow, I love you. I love you too. Bye. <laughs>